0: sit in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: world as we know
0: it,
1: a brutal loss last night, just a brutal loss last night, what can I tell you, you know, you can't, you can't lose to the Islanders, what, oh, oh, you thought I meant Lee Zeldin, oh, no, no, I'm talking about the Rangers and the Islanders, oh, Lewis, (gasps) oh, hello, see what I did there, now, Jiggs McDonald, oh,
2: Eddie Westfall, what the, (laughs) yeah,
1: well, the Rangers of all the local teams here right now are the worst. The Devils have won seven straight. The Islanders are playing good hockey. And my Rangers, who are supposed to win the Stanley Cup this year, can't get a win. But I don't know. I, I started with a, little, with a little levity there. but um, Well, today's just not the day. So. It's just not the day to, uh, to mess with me. Not today. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, the, the, the hour leading up to this show this morning with uh, Macedonia, Phil, and Alec. I don't know how many people I um, I went after this morning, but it was just about everybody. Half the hosts at this station annoy me now. I don't know. I, everybody in the city annoys me now. I'm
2: just, just not the day today. So. Hey, you wanted to punch a couple of people in the face right yeah. before six. Yeah. Well, I wanted to punch Greg, uh, Greg Kelly across the face. Oh, okay. I wasn't
1: gonna. Now, yeah. Now that stupid help. debate they had the other day. We wouldn't shut the f up. You're the moderator. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Let Anthony Weiner and, and Giuliani talk and shut up. You're the moderator. You're not supposed to jump in and get hot after the first question. So he pissed me off, and I don't know. The whole Lee Zeldin thing just has me very upset. I, you know, and I used to do this with Bernard too. God rest his soul. You know, he he did the same thing, Bernie. Every time he would go, New Yorkers have had enough. I'd say, Bernie, how do you know that, Justin? How many times did I say to Bernie, how do you know that? Honestly, how many times? He's like, Americans have had enough. How do you know that? You know when you know that? On election day. That's when they speak. Not your friend Brian Costello. Not your friend Ronnie. Not my mother Naomi. Election day is when they speak. And I always go, well, hold on. Not to tempt your enthusiasm, but how do you know that? Americans have had enough. New Yorkers, we've had enough. Well, I guess we haven't. I guess we haven't. Because if we had enough... Lee Zeldin would have won last night. So I guess abortion and gun laws and Donald Trump and all the things that I heard for days and weeks that we don't care about. I mean, Jesse Water is on Fox News. I'm watching him two nights ago yelling and screaming 55 seats in the Senate, easy win in the House. Zeldin's going to win. Of course, we've all had enough. But well, we haven't. Let's stop already. I heard the same thing when Biden won against Trump. Now, of course, you can use the election was rigged nonsense all you want. Fine, if you need to do that. And I still think there was a lot of issues with that day. I certainly do. But I don't know for a fact that that's why Biden won. I have no idea. Neither do you. Neither do you. So the city, the state, the country continues to speak, and guess what? They haven't had enough. how you know many folks sent me texts this morning? I'm so sad. I'm so disappointed. I just want to get out of here. What were you about to say there, Lewis? Am I, am I wrong I, about I, that? I, no, if
2: they I, had enough, you would have won. No, they, it's apparent things are great. Things are great. So things are great. And, right? e- and even if they're not great... <laughs> These Democrats, they will not
1: vote Republican, even if they're not great.
2: I'm scared. I'm so scared.
1: I mean, Lee ran a great campaign. He really did. He was out there every day. He did a great job exposing Kathy Hochul and the Democrats for the fraud, corrupt people they are. He highlighted all the major issues that even today are still major issues. And he lost. I'm still waiting for somebody to send me a text. You know, one of those machines didn't work in Brooklyn. And up with that, too. My God, stop it. Please. I had friends tell me yesterday uh, already the machines aren't working in Pennsylvania and Arizona. Here we go again. And I said to my friend, I don't, I don't want to disclose her name. This is a type of nonsense that gets everybody into trouble. At this point, there's no bigger supporter of Donald Trump than me. But when he does that stuff, I can't stand it. I hate it. Don't start with that. Uh, Please, go vote. See what happens. And that's the other. Stop it. The machines aren't working. Here we
2: go again. Whatever that means. But you're right about that. But if you're depending on what side you're on, it doesn't matter. What, aren't you frustrated when you walk into a place and it looks like, you know, it's an amusement park and they're not ready? Uh, 100%. Doesn't that, it doesn't yeah. matter who you're voting We, we for.
1: shouldn't even be using electronic oh, machines. Course. It's th- th- dumb. Th- there should be voter ID. There's no question about it. But both sides can bitch about that. That's both right. sides. That's
2: right. So it is an issue. It's a problem when you got five old ladies and they're not asking for ID and you're writing your, your thing. In a ballot and sticking it in a machine that's shredding it, it doesn't look like it's accurate. It's really, come on.
1: No, it's a joke. I agree. It's a joke.
2: It's not like Little House on the Prairie when you're voting for the the (laughs) town drunk.
1: I mean, Lewis, you can't take a book out of the library. Not that anybody goes to a library anymore, but you can't take a book out of the library without showing an ID card, but you can vote. You can can determine the future of our country without an ID. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, of course, but all I'm saying is I don't want to hear excuses anymore.
2: No, it's not an excuse.
1: This city is falling apart. The state is falling apart. Any, any economy, crime, safety, energy independence, every major issue that we tackle outside of abortion, which is still legal here, we're failing. And he lost. I don't know what else, what else to tell you. It, it's, it's really a very sad commentary. But I've got a sister And I talk about Alana all the time, God bless her. And she wouldn't vote Republican? If her own family member got raped, she wouldn't vote Republican. And if that sounds brutal, that's the mood I'm in this morning. I just don't care. If her own family member got raped and or murdered, my sister Alana would still vote Democrat. And her husband, my brother-in-law Harry. It wouldn't matter. And the city is getting raped every day. And there are murders in this city every day. And they couldn't wait to put an I voted sticker on their chest, put it on Facebook, and vote for Kathy Hochul. Now, look, all hope is not lost because there are four seats that we can flip here in New York. Looks that way, which is pretty exciting for Republicans between Molinaro, D. Esposito, Santos santos i should say and mike waller we're about to flip four congressional seats that's great news for republicans and if this uh dimwit herschel walker can win in georgia (laughs) this moron and i say that wanting him to win just so you know i'm I'm a walker supporter but my god if if he could find a way to win this we're still gonna win the senate because right now it's 48 48 but we basically won wisconsin they haven't called that yet, but Ron Johnson's going to win by a hair. Laxalt is going to win Nevada. You give Walker Georgia, you assume Mark Kelly, he's up about seven points, wins in Arizona, and that's 51-49 Republican, not 53, not 54, not 55, not this extraordinary red wave, but it's a win. It's a win, and we get the House and the Senate. So it's still a successful day for the Republicans, but not nearly as big as some of these pundits the last couple of weeks wanted you to believe. I can't believe that at this stage of my life, the political future of my country is in the hands of a guy who can run the football as well as anybody ever, but can't complete a sentence.
2: <laughs> well, Can't have everything.
1: <laughs> you want to say something, Macedonia? Well, They were, they were saying that uh, it's going to be a runoff. Yeah, I understand that. I said that yesterday.
3: Yeah, and if it's going to be a runoff for Georgia, no. Herschel literally might line up like he's about to run a forty. <laughs> Did he talk yesterday? I don't. I don't know if you consider it talking, but he talked somewhere about something.
1: Yeah. Well, I think. Oh, here's my cut sheet. Actually, I don't, well think, I don't think we
3: have sound from Herschel. All
4: right.
3: Yeah, there is. Oh, there's I there's,
1: see uh, something uh, right here, number fifteen. He says it's too close to call. And again, it, it all it looks like he's the guy right now. Again, assuming Locksalt wins. He's going to win in Nevada. Johnson's going to win in Wisconsin. We will get the majority in the Senate if Herschel Walker wins. And he's saying it's uh, too close to call.
2: It depends on Herschel.
1: You can't make this up. You cannot make this the up. The state of the country is in Herschel Yes, the state of the country on former Georgia Bulldog, New Jersey General, Minnesota Viking, and Dallas Cowboy running back Herschel Walker.
2: Third and long, Walker in
1: the backfield. <laughs> Here's uh, cut number 15. Here's Herschel.
2: Guys, we got a
5: pony at the end of this right here. I can tell you this right
6: now.
5: Because I'm telling you right now, I'm like Ricky Bobby.
1: I don't don't even know what he said. Did he say he's like Ricky Bobby?
2: That's what he said. The
3: Will Ferrell movie?
2: Yeah, yeah. A, it's less as another one that you know about. <laughs> I mean, come
3: on. That's the guy who's the, the fate of the country's in his hands. Aye, aye,
2: Ricky aye. Bobby was uh, leading in Tallahassee, I think, too. <laughs> Ricky by the way, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. What A mess. It's a mess. Shake and bake. It's still
1: unbelievable to me too that John Fetterman won a race. I mean, I, I know that Dr. Rods wasn't the greatest candidate. I get it. I get it. But John Fetterman, this guy's a mess. Forgetting about the fact he wants to allow murderers... I'm not talking about people who steal pencils and masturbate in public. He wants murderers to be
2: released right away. That's frowned upon? I don't know. I've done it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Forgetting about his political policies, which are just horrendous. The guy's a vegetable. You know, but I mean, felt badly for the guy. He had a stroke. He, he can't even... I mean, at least he's got an excuse. I don't know what Herschel Walker's excuse is, but... <laughs> But, but John Fetterman, my God, he won. He actually won. What are the people in Pennsylvania thinking? You've got to hear a victory speech here from um, John Fetterman. And cut number nine. You may as well play this too, Lou. Go ahead. We
7: launched this campaign almost two years ago. And we had our slogan. It's on every one of those signs right now. And what's that? Every county, every vote. Every county, every vote.
2: That's original.
4: And that's exactly what happened. We jammed them up.
2: (laughs) You can count at least. (laughs) (laughs) Two years and every Uh, county.
1: So there is one piece of good news. My dear friend Thomas Sullivan, you know, Michael, of course, one of my best friends, Thomas running for assembly in Queens. It looks like he may win. He's like the only one of my buddies that actually is going to win yesterday. In fact, he texted me, Tom Sullivan, about 15 minutes ago, and he said, quote, up by 248 with 98% of the vote in. Then they just stopped. I said, so did you win? He said, no. He said he's waiting from the official word from the Board of Elections, but it does look like he's got the upper hand here. So uh, we'll hear from Tom Sullivan. Otherwise, the rest of these folks, which I did provide a forum for, some of them really got, I mean, beat up badly. My friend Paul King took a savage beating from Gregory Meeks. That was uh, like three to one. Is, is that right, uh, Macedonia?
3: Yeah, yeah, seventy five, twenty four. Yeah.
1: And you were, like, so excited to tell me that this morning when I came in. Why were you so excited to yeah, tell me that? Yeah, Paul's He's a friend of mine. Marcus is my up lover. up and down. He was, like, he was <laughs> so excited. I think just... you know, Your friend Paul King did really good. I mean, shut up. <laughs>
3: That's what I said. He had this
2: smirk <laughs> just... on his face. I know. Oh, my God, do you see it? He got killed. I'm, what team are you on, anyway? <laughs> I
3: didn't do that. And you yeah. did do that. Paul King's listening. He's going to put a hit out on it. Michael me. Henry yeah. didn't do all that great, either.
1: I got news for you. Letitia <laughs> James kicked his ass. I mean, I can't tell you how many texts I got from Michael Henry the last couple of weeks for Attorney General. I'm up seven points. Where? In Bangladesh?
3: <laughs>
1: I swear to God, I got texts from all these people. I'm doing great. I'm going to win. I'm like, okay, great. You want to come on? And then they get, they get, they get, they get beat so badly. It's, it's like Super Bowl 27 all over again.
2: <laughs>
1: Letitia James, one of the most horrible people God ever created, right there. Here's her all uh, a victory speech. She's um, she's gonna focus on public safety now. Not trying to sue Donald Trump.
2: Oh, <laughs> I mean, she's gonna, now she's gonna focus That's now. Good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Here she is, Letitia James, number eight.
8: And as the Attorney General, I will lean into the issue of public safety
9: because public safety is not a new issue for me. It's yeah. an issue that I focused on all throughout my public career. Oh, moron. No one can talk to me about public safety. I can. Oh, no. No. I've had to pray over too many open caskets. And <laughs> I will not allow out. any Republican to talk to me about public safety. <sighs> they,
2: they, should all, they should all do their victory speeches f- down. On the subway platform. They should. Around, yeah. around 6, a, even 6 a.m., not, I, I not even in the middle of the night. Just right. go down to the subway platform. Right about now. And talk to everybody about public safety. Mm. See how they feel about that. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to Herschel. I'll be <laughs> back. It's <laughs> 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 really it, right? Mean, I know. I get it. How do about that the subway's a freaking mess? Uh, I agree. People are getting stabbed and pushed in front of cars.
1: All the time. All the time. <laughs> but everything's
2: even, fine. So. Even
1: Sunday on the way to the marathon, Danielle couldn't get on the train because somebody got stabbed in the neck. It's all the time. Anyway, we've got a, a good guest list today. We've got um, Frank Morano's is going to stop by. Frank really knows about this stuff. He's actually very, very good. So he'll join us at 640, fresh off his very good radio show the, on the overnight. Then uh, Laura Curran is going to stop by again today. She's actually going on Fox & Friends this morning. So she'll join us in the 7 o'clock hour. My mother is coming on, and she's very upset, Naomi.
2: Uh-oh.
1: Yeah. Wow. he's She's really upset. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she can't go anywhere. My father is dead, and she's like, you know, 87 years old living in Monticello. But she'll yell and scream. If I, I, I guarantee you, if I was young enough, I would get your father. and We'd move the hell out of this place. That's what she'll <laughs> say, but... You know, people do that stuff all the time. I remember when when uh, Trump was about to win and all those uh, celebrities were like, I- I'm leaving. If Donald Trump wins, I'm leaving the country. I'm getting the hell out of here. Nobody left.
2: Nobody's leaving. Nobody left.
1: <laughs> but but people are leaving here. People are leaving here. They are leaving New York in big numbers, and I- I'd love to see what happens now that uh, Hochul actually won. I had a guy, again, very anecdotal, tell me just a couple of weeks ago at that bar Jameson's in Rockaway. I bought a place in Jacksonville. I will move there full-time and sell my house in Breezy Point if she wins. So I want to see if he actually does that. So my mom's coming by, and also the great congressman Peter King. He'll be here, too, plus you never know. More surprises along the way. It was a good night for the Republicans in the state of Florida. Ron DeSantis and Marco Rubio did very, very well. (laughs) President Trump makes a speech last night for Mar-a-Lago, congratulating all these folks who won in Florida, except one person, never mentioned him. You want to guess? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. one 848 wabc 1-800-848-9222. I will take phone calls today too from angry New Yorkers, or maybe you're happy. I don't know why you would be, but maybe you're happy. So we've got four great guests. We'll talk to you folks and all kinds of good stuff on this post-election day Sid Rosenberg show here. A bad night for Lee Zeldin, bad night for New York. We'll get through it, and we'll get through it together.
0: On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
10: Kids forever Between you and me I could honestly say that things can only get better
1: Lots of folks already telling me this morning they believe that President Trump hurt the Republicans in a big way, that he continues to divide more than he does bring people together. And, and you know, look, I, I'm i not going to call you stupid if you're saying that. I'm not going to yell at you if you're saying that. You may be right. I am not adopting that philosophy because I'm still in the, without Donald Trump, we've got nothing. I'm in that camp. In fact, I was... a uh, driving in with Fred this morning, my driver, and I had uh, Frank Marano on. And he had Curtis Sliwa, that's psycho, and Letitia Romora, who I like very much, out of Staten Island, in studio. And some caller called in and said, you know, Curtis, you got to stop crapping on Trump. Without Donald Trump, the GOP's got nothing. And for what it's worth, I agree. Again, if you think Trump hurts the party, I am not going to argue. I'm not going to belittle you. I'm not. If you voted for a I'm going to belittle you. But if you think that Trump hurts the party, that's fine. Me personally, I believe he's the only hope we've got. Ron DeSantis will get killed. He ain't winning a general election. He's just not. Because he is everything that Donald Trump is without the bravado. And folks, people are voting now on policy, not on personality. If they were voting on personality, the Republicans would have had a lot more wins yesterday. A lot more wins. And at least Donald Trump, he's an 800-pound gorilla. He, he will beat your face in. And I think that's what we need. Again, I could be wrong. But Trump, he's going to announce he's running, I guess, uh, next week. And then put your seatbelt on the next couple of years between the primary, if DeSantis decides to do it. Trump is on record telling Ron DeSantis, don't do it. I'm going to destroy you. Don't do it. And DeSantis may say, screw you. I know you helped me a couple of years ago, but that was a couple of years ago. Now I'm my own man. That's how I was with Imus, you know. For 20 years, people like Sid, you owe Imus. I owe Imus nothing. He gave me an opportunity, and then if I didn't have talent,
2: I wouldn't be working here today. I'm so tired of hearing that. Right? About, yeah.
1: Oh, without Imus. Without Imus. Yes. People give you opportunities in life. That's true. Right. And you, you remain somewhat grateful.
2: But you earned it.
1: You earned it. You, you have. I, I have the talent.
2: I didn't need a, Imus. There was a lot of people who were pushed away, too, by the way, that he pushed away. That he no no like, doubt. No, no. Can't work here. No, no that's, doubt. He I did. I, sw- I watched it. So, right. Uh, I'm tired. These guys are ungrateful. They did it. No one's ungrateful you're you you, you you're there because you're supposed to be there. Right. And he, and he recognized that.
1: that. Of course. he And That's he took it. advantage so, of that. So that was <laughs> yeah.
2: smart on his part. Of course. Like, I want Sid in here. I want Bernie over here. I want yeah. Lou over here. Charles do this. But DeSantis is kind
1: of passing like you and I are with I'm the same thing. It's like, okay, great. You gave me a chance. You did. And now it's me. I'm the guy that won that gubernatorial race yesterday by a lot. I destroyed Charlie Christ, Donnie. So maybe DeSantis does run despite Trump's threats. But I'll say it again. I said it yesterday. He would get destroyed by Trump today. There ain't no way in a million years Ron DeSantis is going to beat Donald Trump in places like, oh, I don't know, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. Get bludgeoned. Bludgeoned. Don't, Don't get caught up in Florida. He's great in Florida, no doubt about it. That's one state. So, I am one of those guys that believes the future of the party, as polarizing as Trump is, is with Trump. Without Trump, we've got nothing. Nothing. I could be wrong, but that's my opinion. Either way, he made me laugh last night, President Trump, because here he is at Mar-a-Lago, and he's congratulating the Republicans down in Florida that won. He mentions everybody except Ron DeSantis. So it's on, bitch. As I said two days ago, the Trump-DeSantis role, it's on. So if you missed it last night, live from Mar-a-Lago, the election night speech from Donald Trump. Lou Rafino. this is cut number four.
11: In Ohio, J.D. Vance is now leading, 52-47. <laughs> and we had an incredible rally last night in Ohio. And you saw that in Florida, Marco Rubio, we had an unbelievable rally for Marco The night before, with the heaviest rain I've ever been involved with, I was up there. It was beautiful. Everything. This is the tropics, right? Florida. It was so beautiful. It was the most beautiful night. And all of a sudden, it turned deadly dark. And it was like you had massive pails of water that just fell on top of me. We went through the worst storm. But we gutted it out. I had no teleprompters. We had 45,000 people out there. We had no teleprompter. And I said, I wonder what Biden would do right now. But we... We gutted it out, and it was amazing. But Marco had a fantastic evening at 58 to 41. That's really, that's really tremendous. That's as of this moment. Katie
1: Britt, I want to congratulate Katie Britt. We endorse Katie. So he congratulates J.D. Vance in Ohio, Marco Rubio, and Katie Britt, and never says a word about DeSantis, who had the most impressive victory of all. So he, um, he ready to fight Donald Trump, and we've got that to look forward to. If you don't like Donald Trump, the beauty is you can root against him. That's fun. Listen, when I was a kid, I used to get just as much pleasure rooting against the Islanders as I did if the Rangers won, or rooting against the Yankees as I did if the Mets won. So you can do that now with Donald Trump. You could be with me in his camp or against him and vehemently... Root against him. We'll see. It's gonna be fun, either way. (laughs) You hate Donald Trump too, so
2: I don't hate. You hate him. No. Okay. All right, fine. I mean, in
1: political terms, you want him to die, God forbid, but no, you hate him. No, no just, you hate him. Every time I understand. mention his name, you roll your eyes.
2: No, I just don't understand why it, it comes back to this guy all the time. Why you don't he... understand
1: why? What? Really?
2: No, I don't understand. There's other qualified people. They just don't want to who run. Who are the other because... qualified
1: people? I'm curious.
2: Look, that guy in Florida. is fine. He's right. fine. Yeah.
1: He's fine. He would lose to Trump, but okay, who else?
2: Uh, What's her okay, face? Okay. Who's the governor okay, well,
1: what's of What's her face? Get out of here!
2: Oh, She's okay. not the governor. The, Kemp, the go- Kemp is the governor. Right? I said she used to. You just didn't listen to me. I said the one who was who used to be the the uh, governor. Uh, what's her? name? Not in
1: Georgia. Kemp uh, is going to win for the second consecutive time. You talking about Christine O'Malley?
2: I'm talking uh, from the uh, South Carolina, whatever. Oh, you're
1: talking about yes,
2: Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: No I chance. I mean no. zero chance.
2: Okay. <laughs> sure. I don't even think
1: Carrie Lake is going to win. She's losing right now by a uh, pubic hair. I
2: mean, there's other qualified. Yeah, how great, yeah. Right?
1: I know you mentioned uh, one so far. There's one
2: other qualified. peer. Yeah, there's 400 million people in the country, for God's sake. You want Tulsi Gabbard? Fine. Yeah.
1: I don't understand how people vote for people when the other candidate is better looking. I know that sounds shallow. I understand it. No, but it
2: makes perfect sense. Right.
1: How could you vote against Tulsi Gabbard? Who cares how she feels about
2: crime or abortion? She's hot. Yeah, if, if Quasimodo and Tulsi Gabbard went but up for the race.
1: you got to vote for Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, how could you vote for Quasimodo? How do you M- vote against Carrie Lake? And how do you vote for Stacey Abrams? The good news is they didn't. What is it, Phil?
3: You, 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 like, you dislike Gavin Newsom, don't you? He's a handsome guy. He's a really good-looking dude. He used to be married to who? Uh, Christina
1: Williams. Kimberly Guilfoyle.
3: Oh, I was about to. Did you know that? I did, yeah. She's you know now with it. Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> just didn't
2: want to make you look bad. <laughs> yeah, <don't>
1: yeah. <laughs> Traffic and sports <laughs> coming up next. Right now it's time for the 77 WABC clip of the day.
2: Did Marco. <laughs> listen,
1: listen to Protecting America with Rita Cosby. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Bo Deedle is so upset this morning. He's been texting oh, me since it. 6 o'clock. <laughs> oh, God. Bo, call in today. I want Bo to call What's in. he upset about?
12: I want I, people I who are really imagine. upset
1: to call in. I need to hear from these people yeah, today. Cool. So at some point, call in on in nine, 9 o'clock. I don't care, 8 o'clock. Uh, anyway, Rita Cosby. <laughs> Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. <laughs>
2: oh, darling, I'm upset too. Poor, oh, is she upset, oh, honey? I don't, know. I, can't oh. oh, I, can't. Honey. I can't believe it. Oh, honey, I can't even come to the
1: phone. Oh no. Here, honey. Rita talks with Betsy Brantner Smith.
5: You give Trump a kiss for me now, will you?
1: <laughs> Betsy Brantner Smith about politics and the police.
8: Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith. She is a spokesperson with the National Police Association, a retired Chicago area police officer. We all should care about safety and supporting our law enforcement. Are you surprised how divided and the different answers from parties? I really am. I was just talking to another retired sergeant from my agency and we were talking about how when we were police officers, you didn't talk about politics and you just did your job and we didn't get involved in each other's
0: Political issues. This is Sid on Sports. Oh my goodness! Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC.
1: My guy, Pete Morgan, Peerless Boilers. Check them out, peerlessboilers.com. PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. The Rangers and Islanders. Huge rivalry. Head to head on the ice last night. Who got the win? Here's Justin Alec to tell you all about it. No, nah, it wasn't the rags.
7: It was uh, Potvin in the old aisles. A uh, very light day yes. Potvin? <laughs> yeah. any Potvin played last night? No, he He's didn't. He's 74 years old. Come on, it's a reference. Oh, okay. Just, oh, mean, you just, just let it about. go. Okay, great. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Should have gone with Mike Bossy. A He's reference. dead altogether. I know, but you got the, the clock. You, got the <laughs> you got the chant and everything, which still persists. It's oh, it. Lingers, lingers, right it lingers. That. It lingers. Okay. It lingers. It yeah. lingers. Come on. Yeah.
1: Anyways, uh, yeah, just the ending. Sarah Palin did <laughs> that chant with Ron Gay. I'm out of time. Sorry. And Sarah sports. Palin got killed in Alaska, I believe, yeah. last night. I believe she did.
7: Well, that's because she was doing an interview with you three days before. <laughs> <two days>, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm not, yeah, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Spending too much time with Ronnie. Anyway, the <laughs> the Rangers they lose uh, in the first. They, listen, the two it was a close game, but it really a tale of uh, three periods. In the first, the two teams traded to tally each. Then the Blue Shirts took over with two in the second. Just before the Owls came out firing in the third to two to three consecutive goals, including this eventual game winner from Anders Lee.
2: Caco taken down by Wallstrom. All the
3: referees looked around. They didn't call it, and the Islanders score. Anders Lee the Islanders
7: a four to three lead. That call, courtesy of MSG. Zach Parise I tallied two assists and route to the four to three win for the Islanders. Rangers will try and bounce back from the loss tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night in Detroit against the Red Wings. And the Islanders will try and stay hot tomorrow night at home against the Arizona Coyotes. And as for the Devils, they squeak out a victory with the Calgary Flames in t- in, uh, in town, tied to two halfway through the third. Nico Heesher, sure he took matters into his own hands as only a good captain does, put the Devs up for good to secure their seventh straight victory new jersey now matches their longest winning streak since february 2011 uh and uh, they'll try and push that streak to eight tomorrow night at home against the ottawa senators looking ahead to tonight on the hardwood as well set your dvrs nicks and nets go head-to-head for the first time this season tip-off scheduled for 7 30 p.m eastern time here is your bottom of the hour sports update a truncated version if you will justin ellick on 77 wabc i wanna rock burning and sit in the morning on the red apple podcast
0: network Got
10: a package full of wishes A time machine, a magic wand A globe made out of gold No instructions or commandments Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold Printed on the box I see chance, grab History starts
1: starts now. Big, big show coming your way. Everybody from Laura Curran to Bo Deedle to Peter King to Naomi Rosenberg, my mother, to Frank Marano. But there is some, I guess it's breaking news. It seems it's going to be at some point inevitable that it's going to result in this, and that is what's going on in Georgia. So we go right to our news desk where our very solid, I mean tremendous news lady, Deb Valentine is standing by. Deb, what is the latest out of the state of Georgia?
6: Well, Sid, as we know, control of Congress hangs in the balance. Of course, Republicans need 51 seats. And it looks like control of the U.S. Senate is going to come down to the state of Georgia. Jesus where Christ. It can, yeah.
0: You can't make it up. Hershel a a
6: yup, yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> a candidate needs a 50% threshold in Georgia. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. Now, we know Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock is in a really tight race with Republican challenger Herschel Walker. Now, Gabriel Sterling is the chief operating officer for the Georgia Secretary of State's office. He sent out a tweet early this morning. Here's what he said. It is safe to say, that's a direct quote, that the election in Georgia will head to a runoff next month. And that means our listeners aren't going to know who is going to be in control of Congress until next month. When this special runoff election is held, likely on December 6th, now the state of Georgia has not yet made an official announcement, Sid about whether or not that runoff will actually be necessary. But that statement this morning, that tweet from Gabriel Sterling, the chief operating officer for the Georgia Secretary of State's office, he is expecting, safe to say, he said, that the election in Georgia, for likely this will hinge on control of the U.S. Senate, between Raphael Warnock, the Democrat, and Republican challenger Herschel Walker, will likely head to a special runoff December 6th.
1: Excellent job, Deb. Thank you. And that's going to be the case because... It's 48-48 right now. They have not called four states, but Ron Johnson's going to win Wisconsin. That'll be 49 for the Republicans. Laxalt is going to win Nevada. That'll be 50. Uh, the Republicans are going to lose Arizona. Kelly's going to beat Masters there. So that'll be 50-49 to 49 Republicans, and then it's Georgia. Democrats win 50-50. They retain control. Republicans win 51-49. We get control And uh, as I've said a bunch of times this morning, it's hard to believe that former Georgia Bulldog running back Herschel Walker (laughs) is the man that holds Congress, the future of our country, basically. He's holding that in his hands. No longer a football, now Congress. Herschel Walker. So many of my friends are upset this morning. Lynn, she's devastated. Uh, Our dear friend Jen Delandro from Dolce Aesthetics. In fact, I'm going with Danielle Monday to get Botox. She's um, she's all upset, you know. Well, she's a psycho anyway. She's like one of these, um, you know, everything is rigged. Everything is, you know, it's fixed. We can't win, blah, 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 blah. There's nothing fixed about this. A race. zeldin she race. She won, you know. And it doesn't matter who's on the right side of the issues. The numbers just don't add up. It's simple math. So I couldn't understand this overwhelming enthusiasm. I mean, I guess it was just people... That we're hoping, if you hope hard enough and you get people to vote, maybe you'll change a mind or two. But the numbers here, they just don't add up. That's the bottom line. Uh, numbers do add up for Frank Morano. He gets huge ratings every weeknight, overnight, huge ratings. There's a terrific show the other side of midnight. And when it comes to this stuff, local politics, I think he's the best in the game. So I've invited him on this morning. Here he is, my good friend Frank Mr. Morano, how are you this morning?
13: I am very well, Sid. Good morning, and uh, congratulations to your friend Tom Sullivan. Uh, You were talking about Tom Sullivan before anybody else was, and uh, that appears to be one of five new Republican elected officials in New York City. You should certainly be taking a victory lap in Queens today.
1: I wanted to do that. I texted him this morning at 543. He got back to me at 546. He said, I'm up by 248 with 98% of the vote in. Then they just stopped. I said, well, did you win? He said, no. He said he's Uh, waiting for the official word from the board of elections, so he's confident like you are, but he hasn't won just yet.
13: Yeah, uh, I tell you, though, uh, for all these Democratic incumbents to be losing within New York City uh, is a pretty impressive night for the Republicans. I mean, you could, let's say Sullivan holds on, and I realize maybe um, he shouldn't be measuring the drapes in his Albany office just yet. That will be five new Republican elected officials in New York City. That's incredible. And if you look at some of these fellows that are losing, uh, Peter Abadi has been a Democratic Assemblyman from Brooklyn from almost... Almost 40 years. He's trailing. Stephen Simbrowitz has been in um, in Brooklyn, as an assemblyman there for almost 20 years. He's losing. Um, the seat in Staten Island, Sam Perizzolo, has won. That's the seat that belongs to the Democratic chairman, Mike Cusick. He's held that seat as a Democrat for 20 years. Um, so, and as you pointed out, four new, in all likelihood, Republican members of Congress from New York State. That is wild. That means if all those victories hold, After January, there'll be 26 members of Congress from New York, 13 Democrats and 13 Republicans. I mean, to have an equal number of Republicans and Democrats representing New York in Congress, I mean, that's uh, wild. It's unprecedented.
1: No, you're right about that. And, of course, you're talking about those uh, four Congress seats, Esposito, Molinero, Lawler, and Santos. But it just feels like the Zeldin loss Everything else gets overshadowed. You're right. There are four Congress seats and and the guys, Democrats in Brooklyn, 30 years, he's out. But you talk about the gubernatorial race here in New York, and no no one who was voting or rooting for Zeldin is overly excited about what you're talking about right now. Even though it is a good night for the Republicans, the Zeldin loss, as you know, overshadows everything.
13: Well, you know, uh, you're right. I mean, I I never really expected the Zeldin race to be competitive. The last time uh, I was on with you, uh, I I told you that I wasn't sure why so many Republicans thought this race was competitive. Uh, I suspect it had to do a lot with the people that were getting paychecks from the Zeldin campaign, namely pollsters and campaign. And I
1: I think also people, uh, I guess they believe if they're enthusiastic enough that that'll result in a win, which is silly. But right. as, I well, said, that's... as I said moments before you came on, numbers don't lie. I know Pataki won 16 years ago, but it's almost, it's right. almost impossible
13: for right. a 20 years to ago. win. I mean, right. It's almost impossible. It just doesn't add up. Well, no, I mean, and you said it, Sid The numbers don't lie And uh, you've been a sports fan And you've also been a sports gambler And you know that when you're betting You can't bet because you like a team You have to bet on what the most likely outcome is And if Republicans want to start winning elections statewide again And again, I think this is a good night for Republicans in New York Not a great night, but a good night um, Then they have to start running Republicans like George Pataki And Rudy Giuliani of 1993 You have to run folks that are uh, socially liberal and that are democrat light on all the key polarizing issues uh, that support banning assault weapons and things like that. Um, And if you have a Republican view on uh, things like school choice, charter schools, uh, taxes, and crime, uh, you have to be willing to look the other way. Look, if you look at all the blue states that have had Republican governors recently, Massachusetts, uh, Vermont, uh, the list goes on and on, Maryland, these are folks that would be Democrats in a lot of other places. But they're moving the needle forward on a, a lot of important public policy issues, and I think um, I, I think you have to start looking at nominating candidates like Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Like Judy, Giuliani was. Pro-choice, pro-Mario Cuomo, uh, pro-assault weapon ban, and uh, he was someone that did an incredible job as mayor. Imagine if you had let any of those litmus test issues prevent you from nominating him. Think of how different New York
1: would be today. No, listen, I'm the same guy, by the way. I mean, I'm adamant about that. I'm pro-choice, pro gay marriage, you know, ban assault weapons. I'm all those things. And if, in fact, Kathy Hochul did win because of the abortion issue— then, yes, a guy like Rudy Giuliani would have been a better candidate, although I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe Kathy Hochul or any of these Democrats won on any specific issue. As long as there is a D in front of their name, they can call for public executions in the street. They can call for innocent people to get mowed down. They would still win because the bottom line is
13: Democrats vote Democrat no matter what. If this is not the perfect example of that, I don't know what is. Well, uh, agreed. And look, there are not a lot of, uh, uh, as you could, uh, as Beto O'Rourke will tell you in Texas and uh, Charlie Crist will tell you in Florida, Republicans in those states are voting Republican as well. It sort of takes a perfect storm to get the folks in the in the current era to switch from red to blue. And, and that's one of the reasons I've always been for nonpartisan elections. I mean, you've been talking about it all morning. In, in uh, Pennsylvania, John Fetterman is going to the U.S. Senate in the wheelchair that Stephen Hawking used to communicate. <laughs> okay um uh, you know uh, uh, Herschel <laughs> Walker you have all these republicans oh, yeah. rooting for him even though he drove a school bus full of women that he impregnated to the abortion clinic <laughs> right because they don't care about the quality of the candidate. Right. They care only about partisanship. I, I mean, this guy, this honest, guy th- is going to vote my way. I That's mean,
1: Herschel Walker, let's be honest. We need him to win. We want to get control of the Senate. He is a brutal candidate. I mean, right, brutal. Well,
13: but understand. And Democrats view Fetterman the same way. They watched that debate where he couldn't really communicate. And he was saying goodnight at the beginning of the debate. They viewed that as, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I have to root for this guy. That's the problem with this polarization uh, that has taken hold in our country people are just rooting for someone that's going to vote in an r or a d direction irrespective of how good of a a candidate they actually are
1: well said about a minute to go frank morano other side of midnight such a talented smart guy give me uh, a race that really shocked you that the republicans won and a race that kind of shocked you that they lost specifically here in new york
13: well, I got to tell you, the race uh, that I was really impressed by and uh, it really warmed yeah. my heart was my friend Nicole Maliotakis winning in such a landslide. I knew she was going to win. I uh, thought she would win by about 10 points. I never dreamed that she would win with upwards of 61% of the vote. And uh, that goes to show you where uh, things are. Um, as far as races that, uh, that the Republicans didn't win, which uh, I thought they, that they might have had a, a shot at, I was um, interested in another Staten Island race. Joe Tyrone got forty six percent of the vote uh, for what had been a Democratic state Senate seat. I uh, was surprised that uh, that race was as tight as it has as it was because that's always been a Democratic uh, district. But no, I think Peter Abadi going down in Brooklyn, uh, that uh, that Republican win over there, I think that uh, that was quite a surprise. I tell you, a guy that's got to be pretty nervous today is Staten Island District Attorney Mike McMahon because he's up for reelection next year, and uh, Staten Island just got a whole lot redder. And Mm. uh, I would be very nervous if I were him next year.
1: All right. Excellent show last night. Great job just now with me this morning. You're the man, Frank Morano. Thank you so much. Terrific job. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Sid. That's my guy, Frank Morano. Check him out every weeknight, the other side of midnight. It's a great show. Man knows his stuff. He really does. And that's our first guest of what will be many guests coming up today. Keep it right here. Just one hour in it's a post election Hump Day Wednesday show with me, Sid, and a lot more to come. The Red Wave? Not exactly. More about all of it right after this. Can you dig it, baby? What kind of world do you want?
14: Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and
0: Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
10: And he gone and he thought he'd stop at Webb's and have him a drink before he went home to her. Andy Woolo said hello and he said hi what's doing whoa said sit down I've got some bad news it's gonna hurt. Said I'm your best friend and you know that's right but your young bride ain't home tonight. Since you've been gone she's been seeing that Amos boy Seth. He mad he saw red. And Andy said, boy, don't you lose your head. Cause to tell you the truth, I've been with her myself. That's a night
1: that the lights went out in Georgia. Vicki Lawrence, a night the lights went out in Georgia. That's
10: a night
1: that <laughs> and we are waiting. It looks like, according to Deb Valentine, oh, special one-off, maybe as late as December the 6th, to find out who, in fact, wins that Senate race In Georgia, between Herschel Walker and uh, Raphael Warnock, which in all likelihood will decide the Senate, because if you assume Ron Johnson won in Wisconsin, which he did, basically, and Axel won in Nevada, that's 50 for the Republicans. If you assume that Kelly won in Arizona, which he did, that's 49 for the Dems. 51 is majority. That could be Herschel Walker. We may have to wait until December the 6th, as it turns out. Anyway, I had two really great co-hosts on this program yesterday. I chose them both because they are both great. Republican Andrew Giuliani and Democrat Laura Curran. Laura was just on Fox News. I believe Fox and Friends breaking down yesterday's big election day. And she's set to hop on again with me right now. It's funny. We kept talking all morning yesterday about this red wave. All three of us, really. And my friend Ralph DePolitano just sent me a text, for and he said, more like a red puddle. It's pretty accurate, yes?
15: Yes, uh, very much so. First of all, good morning. Um, good morning. So, yeah, it, it's kind of a mixed bag, and I think we were all expecting some sort of cleansing answer. What is the will of the people? Where are we as a country? And we didn't really get that answer. We got a little bit of this here, a little bit of that there. We got a lot of uncertainty and a lot of close races, especially those, those four that you just mentioned, those Senate races. Now, the New York scene was very interesting. So Kathy Hochul, as I predicted, won uh, by about five points. But we saw all four congressional seats on Long Island go red. Now, we had two blue, two red. Now, it appears that we're going to have uh, four red, including two that, you know, Biden won by a significant amount, which is interesting. So my concern, Sid, is that this national narrative that the Republicans have campaigning against Democrats, it paints with such a broad brush that it kind of wipes out. The Democrats that don't necessarily fit that description, you know, Long Island kind of cultivates moderate Democrats. And we're seeing two really good candidates, Laura Gillen, who we talked about, and Robert Zimmerman. Um, Looks like uh, Zimmerman, that has been called. Santos is the winner. And the Laura Gillen, she's 48-51, not called yet, but, you know, it's not looking too great for her.
1: Yeah, they're both going to lose. And um, I don't know them, but I do appreciate what you're saying, and I trust you. But they are both going to lose. Look at the end of the day, this is still a station that uh, most of the listeners, the overwhelming majority, as you know, wanted the red wave yesterday. that 's what they want to hear yeah. this morning, and they 're going to get the House. The Republicans. if Herschel Walker wins that runoff, they 're going to barely get the Senate. But what if he doesn't? What if, in fact, they don 't get right? the Senate? I mean, I mean, right? Jesse Waters was on TV two nights ago talking about fifty four, maybe fifty five seats. What if yeah. he doesn 't
15: yeah, my prediction was fifty one uh, for Republicans, but it might not happen. We could end up with more division and more uncertainty after after the shouting 's done um, and and you know, I know that your audience is is very leaning Republican, looking for this red wave, expecting a red wave because of the passion, um, so I appreciate you having me on and kind of giving the different perspective. As a moderate Democrat, and you know the concern is, is the national narrative kind of wiping out these moderate Democrats? We saw Tim Ryan in Ohio, another moderate, sensible Democrat, lose, and I'm wondering if it's this grand national narrative that's hurting, that will you know sort of weaken the party. Well, when,
1: when, when you say when, 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 part of when, when you say moderate Democrat, for folks that don't understand what that means, I'll, I'll give you yeah. an example. Uh, you, for example, when you were the Nassau County executive. You were tough on crime. You were or you were never for defunding the police or any of right. that. Is that right. basically your definition of a moderate democrat? Yeah.
15: Yes, and, and fiscally responsible. So Robert Zimmerman is a small business owner. He's concerned about taxes. He's gonna understand how people feel about this. Laura Gill and both Laura Gillen and him very supportive of the police absolutely understand the importance of public safety uh politically but also governmentally and would have put policies in place to make sure that happened. but because the city narrative which is much more to the left kind of won the day that was great for the governor she won god bless her but for the moderate Democrats in the suburbs outside of the city, it's a bit of a different story. And I'm wondering if this continues to evolve this way, if people might just abandon the parties in general. We'll have, we have a growing number of people who are in the middle and aren't registering for either party. Uh, and I wonder if it will divide us more as well.
1: I think that may end up being the case. I really do, because the divide is not getting any smaller The divide is widening. So you have people in New York today that have been texting me all morning, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm finished. I've got a place in Florida. I'm moving. I've got a place in Las Vegas. I'm moving. I've got a place in San Antonio, Texas. I'm moving. And then you have Democrats who say, look, you see what? These are good people. They have figured it out. These are the right people to move yeah. forward. This is what progress looks like right here in New York City. It is unbelievable. You know, it's like, Laura, it's like watching the same football game and coming away with two completely different opinions on who the winner was. When, in fact, there was a final score. That's politics in New York and across that the country today. Politics. Yeah.
15: Yeah. And it makes me sad to hear of people who are going to leave because those who can leave have money. And they're going to take their tax dollars with them. And so how, you know, the state has a huge budget. How are you going to fund all these programs if all the rich folks are leaving? Well, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I really don't
1: get. No, that's what about. I don't get. When Kathy Hochul was beating her chest during the debate with Lee Zeldin, I said to Lee the day after, I said, the one point you should have driven home ten times, ten times. Or, hey, Kathy, if things are going so well here in New York, why do we leave the country in people leaving? Give me an answer.
15: Well, that was definitely one of his talking points that he brought up over and over and over. And of course, we see DeSantos. That was not an ambiguous win, by the way. And that'll be interesting to see how that factors with the whole Trump factor. Um, but but Santos talks about it as well, like, yeah, come to Florida, we love you, rich people of means, you're welcome here. Yeah. Uh, that that that's a tough that's that's a tough narrative, especially for the progressive Democrats.
1: All right, so uh, you mentioned the George Santos likely victory. Oh, also that
15: one was declared. That one was declared. That's a win. Okay,
1: right. Uh, Is that the one, Laura, Looking back at yesterday, that surprised you the most? Because I think you thought Zimmerman had a real shot to win that.
15: Yeah, I really did. He's he's well liked. He's liked by Republicans. Uh, But I think it was again this national narrative. Oh, they want to throw your grandmother in the subway, and they want to give away all your money and all this stuff. That's not this guy. Small business owner a uh, sensible law and order kind of person. Yes, he's he's progressive, not progressive, but he's he's a democrat when it comes to taking care of people and being, you know, all that stuff, but he's not this crazy leftist that he get that democrats are now are now portrayed with with this broad brush.
1: If you're waking up this morning and you're a democrat, when you're waking up, I should say, And again, the expectation was this huge red wave, maybe 53, 54 seats in the Senate. Now we may have to wait till December 6th just to see who gains control of the Senate. The House, we knew, was going red. But the governor, Hochul wins here in New York. Carrie Lake may end up losing out in Arizona. So if you wake up this morning and you're a Democrat, when you wake up again, uh, you have to feel pretty good. Yes.
15: I think I think there's a big sigh of relief. It wasn't as bad as people thought. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. Uh let's see what will be interesting to see now is now is all the bean counters come out and see who voted, what demographics voted for what, was the turnout high, was the turnout low? You know, like the turnout in the city was very low compared to other elections. So what does that mean? Uh are people unmotivated or is it just a few that are calling the shots? You know, that's when all the the sort of the the nerdy stuff happens. But right now, I think people were waiting for a a, a very big question to be answered, and it hasn't been answered. And there is a feeling of kind of meh, mixed bag. What does it all mean?
1: I guess so if you're Joe Biden or any of these people in the White House this morning. Relief. Huge relief, right? Huge. Yeah.
15: Yeah, yeah, the fact that there was not this red wave especially in the Senate or in the House of Representatives, we don't have an answer. That tells you, you know, this is going to embolden the Biden administration. They're going to say, "Look guys, we're not as bad as you thought we were. You know, we got the juice, we got the mojo."
1: Some of my best friends who are staunch Republicans and really upset this morning, really upset, are now blaming Donald Trump for this yeah. loss.
15: Yeah. What do you think about that? Happen. Cause a lot of the folks that he was supported, okay, Vance won, but a lot of the other folks that he supported did not win. Oz, uh, we don't know about Masters. Uh, the other guy in Ohio. Masters
1: lost. Walker yeah. may lose too. Yeah.
15: Yeah. So, and then and then DeSantis and Abbott, two governors, won by significant amounts. Right. Uh, the fact that Miami Dade went red uh, under DeSantis is a really big deal. That gives him the macho swag that Trump can't really own right now. However, Trump being Trump, he'll find a way to no, get of it. No, of course. Back, can
1: imagine. So so d- so are you Santa's saying that, you, d- do you agree agree with, that do you agree with do you agree with these people who are blaming these losses on Trump saying things like the Santas is just better for the party, Donald Trump continues to hurt us. Do you agree with that?
15: It, it, it makes sense to me. People I talk to, who even people who like Trump are like, you know, I think we need a new direction. He did a great job. We like him for this and we like him for that. But it's time for him to move along and, and, and get someone else in there that doesn't bring the drama, that can actually win a race and then operate the government if he wins.
1: So after watching yesterday's results, Laura, yes. are you even considering going back into politics? <laughs>
15: I have no plans and I have no desire to go back into politics, but life is funny. You never know. Something may change. But if you're asking me right now, uh, I'm really happy not to be in there. Yeah, doing it's, a, it's a blood sport. you got to raise a ton of money. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. And it you can make a positive change, Like, let's not forget that part of it. Public service is a beautiful thing because you can actually do good things for people, and that's a blessing. Uh, and if I were to ever go back, that would be the motivation.
1: And you won. You certainly did win. But you lost, too. Last time around, Bruce Blakeman got the win. So you can really identify with what Lee Zeldin is probably feeling yeah. right now. I know he's, yeah. I'm not conceding. We got mail-in boats. We're still going to yeah. win this. That's but all that's nonsense. That's What's he really feeling no right now?
15: It's hard. It's a letdown. He's got to, I mean, he's got to feel good about the race that he ran. And that he came very close. And, you know, maybe this catapults him nationally as well. But it's hard. It, it's a real blow because you have such adrenaline. You raise all that money. You get all the excitement. You get great press. You have the momentum. And then you don't—you come short. It, it, it hurts. And Kathy's got to be feeling fantastic right now. You know, she always said, I'm used to being underestimated. And she was yeah. underestimated. And now she's a victor.
1: Well, there so, are moral you know, victories. I guess there are moral victories in politics. You know, Lee did run a great race. And he did lose. By a small percentage compared to where he started. And I guess there were some down ballot people that may have actually won because of Lee. I guess I don't exactly.
15: know. I right? So there was. Long Island, yeah. I yeah. think on Long Island that is absolutely the case since he's a Long Island guy.
1: Right, right. So they're all moving.
15: why we saw those four seats all go one way.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, you were great with me and Andrew yesterday. Thank you so much for a great appearance oh, again that was this morning. It yeah, yeah, was really fun. yes. It. Thank, you. Thank you.
15: for having me. All thanks right. For, enjoy. thanks for inviting on a Democrat. I think, it's, you got I think it it's, uh, shows you're open minded.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I am open minded. <laughs> Thank you, Laurie. You're terrific. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's a great job right there. Former Nassau County Executive Laura Curran, fresh off co-hosting the show with me and Andrew Giuliani yesterday, an appearance on Fox News this morning. Don't forget, she's got a very popular podcast here on the Red Apple Podcast Network, Cut to the Chase. And I think Laura does a pretty good job. one eight hundred eight four eight 848 wabc one eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. 848 9222 A lot more still to come. Frank Morano, terrific. Laura Corin, terrific. Still a combo. Dito's going to stop by. Nicole Malliotakis, she won big. Thank God. Blew out Max Rose yesterday. She'll be here. My mother. I just spoke to Naomi. She. Oh my God. She'll be here. Congressman Peter King. He'll be here. So keep it right here. This post-election Wednesday with me, Sid, continues only right here on Talk Radio 77. WABC.
10: The screen at the back porch door, and he saw Andy lying on the floor in a puddle of blood, and he started to shake. Where well, the Georgia Patrol wasn't making their round, so we fired a shot just to flag him down, and a big belly champ grabbed his gun and said, Why'd you do it?
14: Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Wednesday, as you know, there are Internet surveys on everything these days. And one just came out saying because of inflation, 30 percent of Americans are canceling traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Now, I don't believe that survey because Thanksgiving is almost sacred for most of us in America. However, another part of the poll says a number of Americans are cutting out at least one dish in order to save money. So let's run down the dinner menu. Turkey ham has to be there unless you're vegan. Ditto stuffing and gravy. Mashed and sweet potatoes, gotta have them. Green beans, yes, healthy and tasty. Bread, nah, the gluten can go. I'll uh, I'll give that up. Apple pie, a must. Ice cream on it, not necessary, blueberry pie? Absolutely. The beverage area is where you can save. The pilgrims actually drank beer in Plymouth. Today, many drink wine with Thanksgiving dinner. Not me. Best drink water with lemon or lime. That's essentially free if you have a water filter, which you should have. Now, overall, Times are tough financially. We all know that. But Thanksgiving is worth the tariff. Don't skimp. Enjoy it. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis
0: later on. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway track. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Whoa!
10: Long ago, we held a concert out in Brooklyn to watch the island bridges blow. They turned our power down and tried.
1: She's getting texted right now by Inna Vernikoff. She's really upset. The um, lovely assemblywoman out of Brooklyn. She's uh, destroyed, actually. Super crushed. Worked my ass off. Um, She's asking about her district right now. But I've got a special guest on the phone. They're going to be calling in all day today. This guy, of course, is on every Tuesday at 740. does a great job. Hero cop, great actor, dear friend. And he's crushed this morning as well. It's uh, my dear friend, Bo Deedle. Bo, you've got four and a half minutes. Just go. How are you feeling this morning?
16: Thank you for having me on, first of all, You know, I'm feeling down like everyone else, but I think everything has just showed. What you said is so true about your sister-in-law, your brother-in-law, all these Democrats, and this is something that everyone has to understand. You will not win in New York City. My friend there, Greg Kelly, wants to run for mayor. He will not win. You will not win in New York City. Statewide, you have a shot at something. But the reality is, what was every one of Hochul's commercials was Donald Trump and abortion. That's what she spent $50 million on, to focus on those issues. And they were the issues that turned people off, whether you like it or not, Sid. I know you're a big Donald Trump supporter. I know him a lot longer than you. I know him 40 years. His condescending, his narcissistic ways are the things that people hate even in the Republican Party. Now you go to DeSantis, you want to knock DeSantis? He delivered Miami-Dade, was a, oh, totally Democrat. He was able to get to them because he's a good manager. He managed as that state wonderful. You got a president in there, we talked about it yesterday. The Secretary of State Blinken, fool. Lloyd Austin, fool. You have uh, Alexandria whatever the hell they did. Buchen, Janet Yellen, Merrick Garland. He put a bunch of fools in there. It's like running a business. DeSantis can run a business, and he doesn't have that other side of him where people dislike. We have to get a moderate in there. You don't understand. So many of my Republican friends which, who are loyal to Donald Trump hate his guts. When I asked him, I asked him to his face months ago, years ago, Donald, why don't you apologize to Senator McCain's family? He was a true American hero. You know what he said to me? Well, who am I? I'm the president. I do what I want. Well, that's why, Donald, you're not going to win for president ever again. We need a moderate. And I like that, that lady from Hawaii there. She turned into a Republican now, Gilbert there. Uh, I, I really believe that would be a great ticket to Santos and, and that young lady. She's a strong woman and people could come out and vote right now. New York City's in the garbage can when people can vote. I watch those returns in the assembly come in. 10,000 to 800. This is what New York City is a bunch of fools in there. They yep. just vote like machines. And if they don't vote, the cheating in the board election will take care of everything. <laughs> and it's disgusting, New York City, because of this. And you're right. These Democrats are like little soldiers marching there. They don't even understand anything. But when Trump's name comes up, abortion, it had nothing to do with abortion. And people say, well, they're going to take my abortions away. You're a bunch of fools. Now you got what you want. And when you get robbed in the subway, you get stabbed,
12: shot. Don't call Bo Deedle.
1: Well, I have to tell you, I'm very happy I put Bo Deedle on the phone just now. That was three and a half minutes of radio gold. And I agreed with all of it outside the Donald Trump criticism, but... Bo's right, man, and Bo's got his finger on the pulse. You know, Bo's no baby anymore. He's in his 70s now. He looks great, and he still has the hardest right bicep I've ever felt. I mean, the guy is in phenomenal shape. He really is. He's in the city every day. You know, he's right there at one pen right across the street from Madison Square Garden. By the way... They're talking about ripping those Vernado buildings down now. Kathy Hochul, that's part of our whole new Penn Station plan, ripping down those Vernado buildings. But well, We worked, uh, you and I, Lewis, at Penn Station on uh, number, was it number two, number four? Two. Number two, there you go. But uh, he's in the city every day, and he sees, he knows what he's talking about. Right there, that area, 34th, 8th, 9th, uh, 8th Avenue, 7th Avenue, it is disgusting. It is 8th Avenue around the garden is disgusting. I mean, right or wrong, I (laughs) spent the last couple of years with Tony Osso and even Dolores a couple of years ago handing out knapsacks for the homeless. And I got to tell you, folks, we had no problem finding homeless people in that area. I mean, there was like seven, eight a block. It was gross, disgusting. And Kathy Hochul doesn't care. Kathy Hochul is upset the Bills lost to the Jets. That's all she cares about. How much money can she steal her and her crooked husband? How many Super Bowls will the Buffalo Bills win with Josh Allen? And the fact that she's the first woman. And, man, I am so sick of hearing that, too. I'm enough already. I don't care whether you've got a vagina or a penis. Just be competent. That's it. I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're yellow, you're orange. I don't give a rat's ass. I'm sick of it. If I read one more time on New York One this morning, Kathy Hochul, first woman mayor, uh, woman governor, she sucks. Hillary Clinton, first woman this, Hillary Clinton sucked in every position, sucked. Secretary of State, Senate, sucked. Who cares what gender they are? Sick of it. And I've got women on the show all the time. Laura Corn was on at 705. Nicole Maliotakis will join us coming up next. She got a big win yesterday, hammered Max Rose. My mother's coming on. I don't bring them on because they're women. I couldn't care less. It's because they're smart and or successful. But if we don't stop with the gender and the race and the color and the creed and congratulating people because they came out of their mother's vagina, a certain race, creed, or color, my God, who cares? <laughs> I guess it worked out for her, right? She was parading around town with Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris.
2: You make a good point,
1: though. <laughs> no, it's, it's nauseating. I mean, right or wrong, Lewis. Come on. It's nauseating.
2: Well, you should, you should run. You could be the first guy with uh, two penises. You know, I am
1: actually, I do have two penises, yeah. yes. Yeah. Don't tell anybody that. It's okay. actually penile, right. deep, right. throw.:. Well, just want people I'm, to I'm, I'm considering running at this point. I really am. I, you know, Danielle would kill me. She wouldn't allow me to run. But um, I swear, I, 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 I've thought about that running for office, because I think I really do speak for the people. And much like uh, Rudy Giuliani and those folks that Frank Morano made the point that he was pro-choice, so am I. He also wants to ban assault weapons, so do I. I mean, the candidate that was Rudy Giuliani in the 1990s and me, very similar. Now, I've got a checkered past, but who doesn't? I think... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> that would be the most interesting vetting process. Can, Fine. Just just for that, you got to run. Yeah. That's why I can't run,
1: because Danielle will kill me.
2: Because New York Post will run out of headlines. I'd win, though.
1: I'm telling you, I'd win. I would have beaten Kathy Hochul. Oh, yeah. But it'd be
2: good. Listen, you suck. <laughs> What's the next question? Hey,
1: people want Honesty. They want honesty. You get
2: him out of here. I'm going to punch him right in the face.
1: Oh, don't even get me started. How many people I threatened to punch in the face already this morning? How many Macedonia, Phil, have I threatened to punch in the face today?
2: Phil was one.
3: Phil, you were one. Yeah, I I got like three of those. Well, uh, because
1: you talk bad about Paul King. Don't do that. I never did. Keep
3: his name out of your mouth. I I won't talk about it. Don't talk about anybody that I know and or like. All right? Fine. But I'm okay um, with you now. I'm not mad at you anymore. You said you wanted to punch me in the face 45 seconds ago. <laughs> I've oh, moved just, on in the
17: last 45 off, seconds. Turn off your mic. You don't want to punch you in the face again. Shut so, his there's... mic off. God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nicole Takis is coming up next. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Before that,
1: we've got... See what you do? You just you, you keep going. How would fine. you blame this
3: on me? You're just mad today. And you're going to take it out on the closest guy near you. That's happening to you within eyesight. Look at you. You're getting angry. <laughs> I know. I don't even more.
1: look at me. I'm looking at you right now. I, I, seriously, don't, look the other way. Look at Lewis. <laughs> look what a cute shirt he's got on today. East <laughs> Village, New York City. <laughs> Roosevelt
2: declares <laughs> candidacy.
1: <laughs> You'd be a great
3: politician. Well,
1: Haskell just texted <laughs> me. He said, <laughs> run, Sid, run. I think I would be a great politician. You just threaten your way to
3: office. <laughs> hey, listen, I there. wouldn't
1: take any garbage, I'll tell you that. You think, I, you think I'd have an issue going up to Albany right now and yelling in the face of Carl Heasty or, or Stuart Cousins? You think I'd be nervous or intimidated, or you can buy me, or you can buy me—that's for sure. That's the only issue. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: could bring uh, deep batteries. Up with you.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Why not?
2: Yeah. Why should. not? Why not?
1: The city, this state needs help, and I'm that guy. What are you gonna run for? I don't know yet. Don't ask me somebody hard. Quiet. We just started. You're just, a politician just, now. I'm, I'm going to ask you the hard questions. I just questions.
3: announced I'm running. You're asking me hard questions. I'm going to be know. the moderator. This is the questions are going to This a sem- hard one.
1: I guess I'll start with assembly. I guess I don't know. You don't just, wander like you don't just wander on stage. What do Giuliani?
3: You just wander on stage. Like, what are you doing here, Sid? You're like, oh, I don't know. I've been I'm on stage many times before. Be fine.
2: I'm Sid Rosenberg. I'm here for be select. Venus. <laughs> I mean, select
3: I think assembly uh, does that work for you, Phil? It's not. It's not big enough. I think you need to go grander. Like was straight for president. Oh, stop! What Trump did—he didn't run for anything. Look at that. Yeah, but I'm not Donald Trump. You're not. Donald I don't Trump. have his money. Maybe
1: Senate. I gotta think about it. I gotta sit down with my people. got <laughs> Senate, doctor. I gotta put together it. like a whole committee of. He lost to to, to a pomegranate. But he, he ran. He lost to a pomegranate. <laughs> I mean, he lost to a, a Mr. Potato Head.
3: Yeah, but it's, uh, yes, that's true.
0: Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long, and Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Whoa.
1: Psychedelic is heartbreak beat. So already I've got uh, Vinny Madunio, who does a great job on the weekends. I like that kid, Vinny, a lot. He's a good kid. He um, He's offered to be my campaign manager. And my uh, old buddy there, Lisa Orban, from sales back at WNEW, she's offered to be my VIP or something, I don't know. So I am assembling a team as we speak. I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't run. I mean, I... A lot of people love me in this city, in this state. A
2: lot of people. (laughs) The opponents would love it, too, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, the debates would get very, very nasty, you know that, because I'm not afraid to throw down at any time. It's like Bo (laughs) Deal, you know. Anyway, somebody that did win yesterday is a, a personal friend of mine, and the listening audience I know loves her, very proud of her. An easy win, actually, in District 11 over Max Rose, so a hearty congratulations this morning to Republican Nicole Malliotakis. Nicole, congrats. How are you feeling this morning?
8: Well, thank you, Sid. I feel great, and I want to thank you for your support and having me on so I can express my views. And, and those who, uh, your listeners, who I know overwhelmingly came out yesterday, I uh, do appreciate the support, and I look forward to returning to Washington to continue fighting
1: yeah Frank Murano actually pointed uh, you out specifically uh, specifically this morning as the person he's most proud of living of course on Staten island with uh, your victory yesterday and uh were you surprised a little by how easy that win was?
8: well, you know what i uh yeah i was I was actually surprised by the margin it was it was a substantial margin, and it made me feel Uh, great, that people appreciate the work that I've been doing. Uh, Look, we've been delivering for Staten Island for uh, securing funding for our NYPD, our local hospitals. Uh, We've been helping thousands and thousands of people during difficult periods of their life, uh, cut through bureaucracy and red tape uh, to get what they are entitled to and deserve. Um, And and we've been making a difference here, giving a counter view to what the other members like Jerry Nadler and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, are, are 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 talking about. I think it's really important to have some type of balance in our representation in Washington. Uh, and I just appreciate you know the people of Staten Island and Brooklyn giving me another two years to to be their voice, to go to Washington, to fight for what is right, which is secure borders, a strong economy, to stop the inflationary spending. To support our law enforcement uh, and to ramp up energy independence and make sure that we are a secure country, I think that's that's been my platform the entire time, uh, and I'm going to stick to that, and I'm going to continue to fight for those values.
1: I saw a couple of weeks ago you debated Max Rose on some channel, I forget what it was, and uh, the defund the police thing came up. You mentioned the fact that you'd been in a parade a couple of years ago for defund the police, and they were actually screaming, "People in the parade, kill the cops." And he said, hold on a second. That was not what the parade was about. And you said, it doesn't matter what it was about. You continued to march when it was clear this was an anti-police parade. If there was one issue that you thought was the one that really, really had you batter him, is it fair to say that that was it?
8: Well, I think it's clear to the people in this district that when uh, our law enforcement were under attack by people like Bill de Blasio and the Radicals at City Hall— and the defund the police movement, uh, you know, Max was right there uh, with those protesters. He turned his back on the men and women of the NYPD when they needed him the most, and that was wrong for him to do. Uh, and so we've always supported uh, our NYPD. We have went to Washington, did exactly what we said we were going to do. We secured millions of dollars in funding for them uh, to help them after they had been cut in funding from City Hall and We we supported the principles of law and order, and pushing back on this radical bail law, which I hope you know the governor is going to be serious about now. Considering that you know half the state, I think, uh, spoke loud and clear in saying that uh, they were not happy with the direction New York is going in. Um, So what I would say is uh, we have a real opportunity here, I think, to continue putting that pressure. We have more members from New York, from our area, going to Washington who are Republican. And that's going to help me in our fight to try to bring some balance and common sense back to government.
1: Yeah, you know, you say that, you know, you won big and were likely to flip maybe four seats, Congress, right? Including or two out on yeah, Long Island. Uh, yeah, Yeah. and yet it still feels like there was a death today. You know, it's like, well, like in mourning because of Zeldin's loss. And you mentioned Kathy Hokel, You're on this station quite a bit talking about her run. You specifically talked about the congestion pricing issue. So she wins, and she gets to stay in power and uh, run this state. So really, Nicole, how disappointing is that for New Yorkers? And do you see any, and be honest here, do you see any potential for this woman to change and at some point be just effective, not good, but an effective governor?
8: Well, it is really sad. Uh, waking up today and to uh, Lee Zeldin being behind here, and it looks like uh, I, look, I don't know whether he can make up the votes uh, between. But but what it what it does appear is that there was a clear split in our state. You know, nearly half the state spoke loud and clear and told Governor Hochul that they're not happy in the direction that we're going. In fact, you know, we lost uh, hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers. In the last year, and, and those—that's really the vote difference there. If Those people would have stayed here and fought with us. We could have really had a different outcome. Right? Those
1: last people year. all voted for Ron DeSantis yesterday.
8: Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> that's why his margin was so big. Um, but, but what I'll say is that again, I hope Kathy Hochul sees that there is a clear split here in the state of New York in terms of people who are happy with her policies and those who aren't. Uh, and I hope that she takes our concerns that we brought up during this campaign seriously. Uh, particularly the issue of public safety. We need to do something about that bail law. We cannot continue on this path that we are on. And so uh, I'm going to keep fighting. And and I'll tell you something else that was uh, a a silver lining. I believe we picked up uh, a few more seats in the state assembly last night in my district. uh, And that will be helpful in this fight to try to get some common sense in Albany.
1: No, you're right. I mean, if you look at the whole picture in New York, it actually was a pretty good day yesterday outside the gubernatorial race. But as for the country, it was not the red wave we're expecting. We were expecting, in fact, we may have to wait till December 6th for the Georgia outcome. And it's very simple, assuming, of course, that we did win Nevada, which we did in Wisconsin. If Herschel Walker wins then we gain control of the Senate, 51-49. If not, we don't. We have to wait now until December the 6th. Point being, Nicole, it was not the red wave we were all expecting at the very, uh, maybe a red puddle like my friend Ralph said. Are you surprised that that was the case yesterday?
8: Yeah, look, there were some certain seats across the country. uh, I thought for sure we were going to win, and it was uh, disappointing to some extent. I'm still uh, confident that we will take the House I think uh, by, you know, depending on the margin and whether we take the Senate will be the difference on how much of an impact we can make next year to hold uh, President Biden and his administration accountable. Look, I'm going to continue to fight for what I said I was going to fight for, what I've been fighting for, secure borders, a strong economy, uh, for public safety, to support our law and order, to ramp up energy independence, to lower these Uh, gas prices and food costs on American families. Um, I'm sticking to that platform uh, in this next term. But I'll say something else. I will now be the only majority member uh, from New York City. And so I take that responsibility seriously. Uh, There's going to be, uh, I think, a lot of opportunity for me to help the city of New York, to help my district in that role. Uh, And I look forward to doing that and continuing to build on our record of delivering uh, for the people of Staten Island, Southern Brooklyn, and, and giving them a much-needed voice that they need in this blue city and this blue state.
1: On the way out, Nicole, you have received endorsements in the past from President Donald Trump, and yet there's a lot of Republicans I'm talking to this morning. Bo Dido was just on, and he blames Donald Trump for some of the Republican losses around the country. Candidates that said, hey, Donald's my guy, he believes that's why they lost what do you think about that, the Donald Trump effect, that even though he hasn't served for almost two years, that he's the reason why some Republicans lost around the country yesterday?
8: Look, I don't, I don't think that's the issue. I think uh, the Supreme Court is, uh, decision had hurt Republicans. Uh, the narrative that the Democrats put out there, which was a false narrative, including the one used by my opponent, um, was, I think, uh, you know, it worked in some states, particularly those states where there are more restrictions on abortion. Um, What I what I what I do believe is uh, we need to get together as a party and decide what we're going to do for 2024. We all need to be together in this and united uh, and rally around a candidate, whether it's going to be President Trump, whether it's going to be Governor DeSantis, uh, whether it's going to be somebody like Nikki Haley. We all just need to rally together and support a candidate early uh, so that way they have the resources and the support to win, because we must we must take back the White House in 2024. This this administration has just been nothing but disastrous yep. every single step of the way, and every crisis we are seeing has been created under one-party Democrat rule. So, uh, look, let let the dust settle. We'll see how things shake out in the House, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. But again, uh, you know, my constituents uh, have my commitment. That I'm going to continue fight for those uh, principles that I campaigned on. Uh, and and I'm going to continue to be a a voice of reason within the city of New
1: York. Well, congratulations. Well-deserved. You work very, very hard. You are a terrific politician and a great friend, too. So I'm very happy for you this morning. I really am. Continued success. And uh, you keep talking. By the way, uh, Teddy Atlas event, annual, Staten Island, huge deal. The Hilton, you know, there on Staten Island. Last year, Max Rose was at my table. Will you be at my table next Thursday night this year?
8: Yeah, well, you know what? We're in Albany. We're in Washington, I mean, next week. If I'm home Thursday night, I would love to be at your table.
1: Okay, thank you. Congratulations again. You're terrific. I'm very happy for you. Keep kicking ass.
8: Thank
1: you. All right. Nicole Maliotakis right here coming off a big win yesterday. I mean, she really crushed Max Rose. Look at this um, Instagram I just received from Kelly baumeister uh She's from the Ice House restaurant in the Bronx. She goes, so now we're stuck with Crime Wave Kathy, Chuck the Schmuck, all-out crazy, and race-baiting Tish. Great job to all you morons that didn't use your common sense here in New York. Well said. My mother's coming up, and Peter King, a very exciting 8 o'clock hour about to come your way on the number one news talk show in New York City. That's us. Me, Sid, mornings right here on Talk Radio 77. W.A.B.C.
17: Bernie
0: and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Morning, Say It Isn't So by Hall & Oates. Yeah, Huma Aberdeen on MSNBC as we speak, sitting there with Joe and Mika, those horrible people. I read that um, Bradley Cooper, his ex-girlfriend, wants him back. Is is Cooper still sleeping with um, Huma Aberdeen? Do you have any information on that?
2: Uh, Let me check my documents. (laughs) Um, That's the only
1: thing I'm interested in right now in Anthony Weiner's life, is whether his ex-wife is still banging Bradley Cooper. That's it. Uh, Queen's Democrats won just about every assembly and local Senate seat except for one, and that's my guy Thomas Sullivan, District 23, who was leading Stacey Amato this morning with about 98% of the votes in. I believe they stopped counting at about 5 o'clock this morning. And maybe they're even counting by hand now. It's that close. But I do think Tom Sullivan will prevail. So congratulations, and this may be premature, but I'm going to go with it. Congratulations to all my Sullivan buddies, Michael, Brian, Danny, Russ, Eddie, the whole family. Looks like Tom Sullivan is going to win. Longtime friend of my family's, including my dad, Harvey, who loved the Sullivan guys, and my mother, Naomi. And talking about my mother, Naomi, she's in no mood this morning either. Here she is, live from Kanianga Lake, New York, up by Monticello. Mom. Good morning, yes, Mom.
18: Yes, I'm here. Good yeah. morning. I don't know if it's a good morning, son. Not a good
1: well, well, morning. Well, Mom, but you do realize that. Wait, wait a second. In New York, four congressional seats are about to flip to Republican. Maliotakis won again. Some old Democrats in Brooklyn lost, paving the way for new, younger Republicans. All wasn't lost, but the Zelden thing is a killer, right? That's all you care
18: about. That's basically. a killer. Yeah. Listen. I needed him to win because no. this hopeless is not gonna be good for us, no this hopeless she she'll kill us uh, we need it up here. we needed Zeldon up here. that's the whole key we're we're suffering up here sydney and and this is terrible that that uh, he didn't win leaded. i mean it's aside from uh, what the heck happened? what happened? Can you explain that? Well, yeah, math. I
1: can explain it, Mom. I mean, Mom, Mom.
18: I'm
1: going to explain it to you, Mom. Daddy was so good at math, and so am I, okay? Here's yeah. the math. For every person like you and me, a Republican in New York, there's about two times as much, if not two and a half times as much, as your oldest daughter, Alana. And they don't care yeah. how many people get killed, my sister. They don't care how high the taxes are. They don't care about any of it. All they care about is. There's a D, which means Democrat, or in some cases, douchebag mom, in front of their name, and they vote for Democrats. That's yeah, the answer. Yeah. It's yes, that simple. Yes, yes. Your own I daughter, know. my own sister, killing
12: us.
18: Yeah, Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what to say, Sydney. It's. It's a terrible day because I'm. I'm really upset. I'm I know you are. I mean, I really am because I don't know what's going to happen to us now. I really don't. Especially, listen. I'm not going any place. I'm certainly not starting over a new place, a new life, a new geography. This is where I live. This is where my home well, is. let me ask
1: you something. Let me and stop you right there, Mom. If, 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 let me rewind this tape 30 years ago, and Daddy's still alive, and, you know, you're yeah. in your 30s or 40s, and me and Lizzie yeah. are still babies, and, and you felt this strongly about this race, and Zeldin lost 30 years ago. Would you consider then actually leaving?
18: Maybe, because at that point in time when you and Elizabeth were really little kids, little ones, little children, we even looked about schools in Florida. I remember. We
1: went,
18: yes, yeah. we did. We looked about like relocating, and, and Daddy said you know, well, he could take his business and do it from—he could stay here. His business could stay here, but yeah. he'd be able to manage back and forth with it and then open up another section of Florida. And it never came to pass. So I don't know, I guess it wasn't meant to be, Sydney. All I know is that this is where I've been. I'm in this house, Sydney. Nineteen seventy nine is when we bought this house. Jeez. And this has been my home. I mean, yes, we love Florida and I still do and we spent a lot of time there. But the fact is this is my home, this is where I live and and it's very sad for me because I needed Lee Zeldin to win. I really did. You know, when
1: you say you needed Lee Zeldin to win, Mom, for folks that don't really know the area uh, where we live up there. And, you know, we live in in a beautiful uh, community, the estates and beautiful homes. And a lot of folks that have beautiful homes in the city that spend their summers there. But you're only six miles away uh, from Monticello. And we talk about... Uh, towns like Binghamton and Syracuse that's and why rochester I needed him
18: yeah. Sydney, yeah that's why I needed him you you're you're just answering my question that's why I needed him because she's not going to help us up here, and it's it I mean Monticello is rotting, liberty is rotting. These are my towns that I have to go to to survive to shop to do whatever I have to do. she's not going to help us up here. She's a devil. She's the devil. I don't care what anybody says. She's as bad as that creature in the White House now. <laughs> Just bad. Just as bad as that creature in the White I mean, I can't believe what happened to us. I don't know. Listen, we have to move on because yeah. we can't change anything. But all, right. all I know is that at least we got the House, but now we're sweating it out to see if we get the Senate.
2: Right. Well, we have to rely on
1: that moron Herschel Walker. I mean, my God. I mean, I want him to win because I'm a Republican. I want to get the Senate. But could you imagine, Mom, that this is the guy that's going to actually—he's the one, Herschel Walker. I, um, you know, I said earlier well, today. I'd
18: rather have him than the beast no, of course, running. of
1: course. Well, I just want to win the Senate. I don't care. He, he means nothing to me. But I just want to win the Senate. But
18: that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's you know, we,
1: you, we, we to... you know, Mom, we just went through a um a um really an unspeakable. Uh, sad time when daddy passed away a couple years ago. Ugh. So I hate to compare Ugh. anything to a death, anything, because I know oh, you're still struggling no. every day. Oh,
18: but but when you
1: woke up this morning, it almost felt like a death in the family when Lee lost, right?
18: It did. It did. Well, uh, first of all, I had to go to sleep. I, I, I finally turned the TV off at 20 after 3 this morning. 20 after 3? 20 after 3 this morning, I, I finally turned. I didn't turn off. My TV went, went dark. No. Now I'm I'm not electronic savvy, so I didn't know what the hell to do. I was going nuts running back and forth in the living room to my <laughs> oh, Jesus, bedroom mommy. with the freaking television I don't, don't even
1: know. I know that I know that you're addicted to Tucker and Sean Hannity and, and Laura Ingram. I don't even know who's on at three o'clock in the morning. Oh,
18: yeah, they, yeah, no, they were, no, they had a new crew because the original crew left and they had a whole new crew. That was on at the 20 after three this morning. Because
1: I did and see I, last I, you know, night that they didn't air Tucker. They had He was on for a couple of minutes, but they had yeah. a whole panel of like Martha McCallum and Brett Baer and yeah. Jesse Waters mm-hmm. and Carl yeah. Rove and Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. You must have been in heaven, Mom. That would be grateful oh, for you. Yeah.
18: Oh, oh but, Mom. Well, I was, but I was like shaking because I saw things happening and I said, how could this be? How could this be? What happened to us? How could this be? Forgetting about the red wave. I just wanted us to have some kind of – we didn't even compete. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we hardly competed. They were eating us up. These Dems were eating us up. I said, what the hell is going on? What happened? What happened to our people? I mean, there was no insight at all that we couldn't see what was going to happen. I don't get it. I really don't get it. So ma, are you gonna buy a,
1: ma? Ma, are you gonna buy a gun?
18: <laughs> yeah, I I need to. I need to now for sure. What are you kidding? I'll, I'll get our friends Larry to help me with this because, <laughs> because I mean I didn't mention last names, right. but last names. But I mean I'm gonna have to do something because I don't see I don't see things really going well for me up here, and this is where I have to be. For my last breath, this is my well, home. Why don't
1: you just go down to Ray Sherry, your other daughter, you got three, her apartment in the same building where you used to live with Daddy in Aventura, and spend your winters in Florida and get out of here. No, what?
18: I can't do that. But I am going to go down there and see if I could buy a small place. You That's are, what right? I want to do. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. Not to spend the whole winter, yeah. but just to get out of here like a few weeks do, do, do with Daddy.
1: We've, all, we've always loved Florida. Since I'm a little boy, you I and Daddy, it. right. We bought yeah. the place in Hollandale, and then you guys yeah. went to Aventura. But do you love Florida, Mom, even more now because of Ron DeSantis?
18: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. love him. I love him. And then people that he, he surrounds us with, Marco Rubio, I mean, the people he surrounds himself with are just—they're wonderful. They're wonderful, smart, caring people. I think that whole crew there are just terrific, just wonderful. And we're—we have nothing here now, nothing. I'd love to see who do they, who do you think they're going to put in charge? Who's going to be running in '24? I want to know that.
1: Which oh. side? Their side? Our side. Oh, side. what do you mean our side? Your boyfriend, the man that you still fantasize over, even, even with daddy when he was alive, he still did, Donald Trump.
18: You think that he's going to really run again?
1: Mom, he's going to announce on November the 15th, if not before, I'm being serious now, on November the 15th, if not before, he's going I to officially I... announce he's going to run, yes.
18: Yeah, but I heard him say that, but now that all this happened... With us losing so much, yeah. you think it still wants to do it?
1: I, th- I think now more than ever. Now, Jose, I got to save this country. Look, we didn't do as well as I thought we were going to do during the midterms. I'm the only guy that can save us. You know, like when you hear Bo Dito, for example, I know you love Bo. You guys practically made oh, out yeah. at-, at Games Bar Mitzvah. Uh, when, you hear, when you hear him blame Donald Trump for what happened yesterday, or say that Donald Trump maybe is the wrong guy for the party moving forward, do you get upset with Bo, Mom?
18: No, because he's allowed to have his opinion. I, uh, nothing will change my mind. Yeah. Trump is my man. And no, he's nothing your man? Will change me. Look, uh, not that, daddy? That's what, oh, no, no, no. no, not no, no. no oh, oh, forget on, it. Go, nobody will replace daddy. Not, not even not Donald Trump? World. Nobody. Nobody. Trump? There so isn't another deal. human being on the face of this earth that could ever compare to your dad, to my beautiful, beautiful husband. I agree. My I angel. Agree. He yeah. is... He was beyond, beyond the most wonderful human being put on the show. Oh, he, he'd
1: be so upset this morning, i forget about oh, it. Oh,
18: he would be. That, see, that's what I mean. See, that's yeah. what I miss, Sydney. See, yeah. we would be both like carrying on and cursing. <laughs> 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 we would be like crazy people, He's him and all I. I mean, God. we were so much on the same page. Yeah. And, and he was so sensible. You know, your dad was such a bright man. He was so bright. Yeah. Uh, but when it came to this stuff, oh, boy, he was so adamant about who he liked yeah. and who he didn't like. He was just a delight. Tamara,
1: so what are you going to do come uh, Thanksgiving when you go to Tamara's house? I love Delia, by the way, my beautiful little niece, Tamara, and my nephew, Lauren. And uh, Harry and Alana there, and they're, 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 they're all excited, Kathy Hoko's is the governor, and uh, Joe Biden. I don't Biden. know
18: that I'm going. They, I told okay. them already, and they went <laughs> crazy, but I don't think I can really, and, and not because <laughs> of any of them, because right. no, I have to live with them, and they're not going to change. Yeah. They are who they are. Right. But uh, to go there, the last time I was there, Sydney, I was there with Daddy and the thought of me going there and him yeah. not being no, I, I agree. don't know that yeah. I.
1: Can, well, you know, we actually said we said no yesterday too because believe it or not, mom, and uh I know I think you realize this. The last time I actually saw daddy alive because you were in Florida, you got to see him the night before he passed away. You in Atlanta. I didn't. The last time I saw him alive was at Tamara's house Thanksgiving. That, uh,
18: that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I I don't I don't know that I can yeah. do this. Yeah. I really don't. But Yeah. I'll see what happens. I doubt I'll be able to do this. You know, I'm. You can come wanna... to our house. You want to come
1: to us in in uh, Queens?
18: Oh, I can't do that, Sydney. I don't have transportation. Take the short line bus. What are you talking about, Monticello?
1: I'll pick Get you up in the Paramus. Hell out of here! Well,
18: you crazy? Come on! Are you, are you kidding? You think I'm going into Manhattan now with this hopeless? Wait a second. This hopeless. This hopeless now with the new governor. You think I'm traveling into the city? Mom, I'm no in, I'm in Manhattan every day. I know, oh, I know. No. So, and you think I'm never going into Manhattan again? I'm being facetious now, no, no. just because I can't stomach other imbecile. But uh, <laughs> that, so,
1: so Biden is a creature in the White House, and uh, Kathy Hochul is is an imbecile.
18: He's hope the hopeless imbecile, the no, hopeless imbecile. Love that. That's what we got now. Is no. the governor? Can you imagine? I just got a text but from I'm, your friend. I'm really? Yeah.
1: Huh? I just got a text from your friend Susan. Uh, Otto Brown, and she's terrified that you're going to leave Bethel. She said, Please tell your mom not to leave Bethel. You made it very clear you're not going to, but now the people up there are nervous you're going to leave and they're listening right now. So,
18: Yeah, well, that's not happening. This is where I've been for 44 years, and I'm not moving out of here. That's for sure. Starting over again someplace else. Yeah. And where the hell would you go in this country, anyhow, now that we lost all this? Florida. You go to Florida
1: or uh, Texas. Yeah, that's. Well, you can move into Ma. Uh, you can you can move into Imus's old ranch, and uh, Deirdre's got plenty of room for you.
18: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, please give me a break. I, I Listen, know. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that it's a very sad day for me. Yeah. And um, well, like I said, we have to move on and take care of business and do whatever yeah. we can. I'm do,
1: considering okay? Ma just you know running for office now. Danielle would divorce me in a second, and. <laughs> Even though you think everything has been uncovered about me, maybe it hasn't. I don't know. But um, I think I could probably do well in this uh, city. Do you want your son to run for office? What do you think? How would I do? Yeah,
18: yeah, I think you would do very good. But, I mean, like you said, it's a blood sport. I don't know, real, if you want to be caught up in the nonsense. (laughs) I I don't think you want to be caught up in this crap.
1: Now, we'll leave that up to your nephew, Norman Coleman, who was on a couple days ago. Yeah, he did very well. Oh, yeah. Oh,
18: I wonder how he feels about what went on. Well,
1: how do you think he feels? He's miserable. Of course he's miserable. You know, he's still a big player, Mom, in the Republican Party. He was in Israel.
18: absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah. he's absolutely a big player. Yeah. And I'm sure that he didn't expect this. I I don't think anybody expected this. Like I said, to to be repetitious and to reiterate. To your
1: listeners, to your listeners.
18: I mean, I like really. what you say Say it like
1: that, Mama. Say it. Let's like go to my listeners out there. Like you always say, say it like that.
18: Yeah, no, really. To my listeners, I like I said. Even if we didn't have this red wave that they were all talking on about this BS, but a, at least a better show than we have. A better show. I don't see us like. I don't. I, I'm trying to figure out my. And I know it's like you said. Like there's there, there's one of us. There's five, ten of them. Yeah. But I just there's no explanation why this had to happen like this. Yeah. I don't know what we were thinking, what no. our party was no, thinking. They no. didn't have I, any. I gotta go insight, now. I have to go. They didn't have any insight. I,
1: I don't know, Mom. I, I I I I I you know I drank the Kool Aid too. I got excited. I thought we were gonna win. You were saying all kinds of things like that too. You're watching that that stupid I, 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 show, it. Sean Hannity. Your, your boyfriend. He's yeah. like, oh, we're gonna yeah. win. We're gonna win every state.
18: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have to I'm go now. Him tonight, I'll tell Why you are you going to watch him tonight? He was wrong. I know, but I want to see what he has to say because he was wrong. Yeah, and, watch and, Rachel Maddow. And, she
1: was right. She was actually right. Rachel Maddow. You like her?
18: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you hate her. Stop it. Hey,
18: no, you... I, I tolerate her, but yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan. No, yeah. I'm not a fan. Now
1: listen, my phone I, is blowing up. Everybody loves when you come on. You you, you know that already because you, you have all your <laughs> listeners and they love you. And I yes, love you so I know. much. And
18: well, my listeners understand that we have to do something better than we're doing because we got to, like, kill this creature in the White House we got to get rid of the creature with all his little bugs that work with him. Okay. And uh, if we could get, you know, we got like another two years of him. Yeah. Oh, Lord above. Yeah. How are we going to do that? No, I don't know. we got to get the Senate. We'll have a right. little bit of a glimmer of hope. Agreed. The Senate, right. You know? All
1: right. Well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll call you in a call, uh, over the weekend, and then we'll talk. Um, we'll see what happens with the Senate. I'll bring you back on, okay?
18: Okay. Uh, Yeah, no, let's, uh, yeah, I got to come back on when we win the Senate. All right.
1: Well, you just tell me when you want to come back on. It's your show anyway, okay?
18: Right. Okay. All right, Mom. Good day. Okay, I love you. And uh, keep the faith, kid. Keep the faith. All right. You're the best. I
1: love you, too. Thank you. There she is, everybody. Naomi Rosenberg. And um, according to my mom, I just keep the seat warm for her. This is her show. But she's going, you know do some stuff up there in on Kanyonga the Lake so I'll continue to host the show in my mother's name for you. I got a lot more to come. Keep it right here. The post election day Wednesday, I'll be right back. <laughs>
0: This is the 77 W.A.B.C. Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
17: Stocks riding a three-day win streak as Wall Street weighs election results and key economic news. The Dow Jones Industrials led the major indexes, closing more than 300 points higher yesterday. Shares of Disney lower in extended trading. Disney missed third-quarter revenue targets despite adding more than 12 million streaming subscribers. Operating costs outpace Disney parks and studio profits. Wall Street getting more retail data with September. Members trade sales and inventory today as prices and interest rates rise. Consumers are spending less. That's leaving retailers with excess inventory. Rivian reports third quarter results today. An October recall forecast to affect revenue. Still, Rivian can bounce back with its production guidance. Investors will be looking for any adjustment to the EV maker's twenty-five thousand vehicle target. Please join me several times each weekday right here on seventy-seven WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs. Financial Report.
0: Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
17: This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani.
9: Oh, what a night. Said oh, what a night. I was at uh <laughs> Lee Zeldon election headquarters yeah, I, last night. I saw
1: you. I saw the Instagram pictures, you holding the microphone, you and Monica Crowley and Other famous people, and uh, I wasn't jealous. I was home in bed and tired. (laughs) I was very tired. And and I had a feeling I was going to lose, and I didn't want to be there if that was going to be the case. You know what I mean?
9: Well, we saw from the beginning when he didn't get New York City over 30%. I'm looking at the uh, board of election totals and you have over 1.2 million registered voters in Queens and like 400,000 of them turn out. He didn't win as big as he should have in places like Queens and in Nassau and Westchester County, he lost. So, you know, people just didn't really come out and turn to, you know, turn out to vote. And, you know, everybody was talking like, what went wrong? What went wrong? And, you know, I even said, if he wins... Because it would be a statistic miracle because uh, Democrats are two to one to Republicans here in New York State. So it would be a statistical miracle if he won. He'd have to get all the Republicans. He'd have to get all the independents. And he'd have to get a bunch of Democrats to also turn over right, to his he, side. He, so his performance was amazing. I you mean, said he said lost it great. by five points. You
1: said it great. Nothing went wrong. He ran a tremendous campaign. The fact he only lost by four or five points speaks to how lousy Kathy Hochul did but as I just explained to my mother, and you just said it again, it's simple math. The math does not ever indicate you're going to win. I don't know how Pataki did it, but he's the only one. We've got one example hey, in 20-plus years. back then.
9: I guess so. Republicans now they're all voting here. for no, Ron DeSantis true. down in Miami. <laughs> there, there were more Republicans back then. There was also a mass exodus of Republicans that left New York to go to Florida and other places. And here's the other thing. I will say that I think Lee Zeldin, where he went wrong, I think he should have come out from the beginning. And I had been saying this, but people said to me, oh, nobody cares about abortion. They care about crime. Yes. Yes ninety so a lot of people care about crime, but you can't discount people's feelings and there were so many lies so much fear mongering by the Democrats. I'm t- I had a friend of mine who put up a post on Facebook. I was telling Judge Weinberg this story, and this is a very smart girl and she said to me she put it out on Facebook she said oh i I've had two abortions this is a married girl with with two kids I'm like my god, I can't believe she's saying this when I read her post, she says, I went in for my ultrasound and the baby had died if if a if, lee zeldin becomes governor they'll force me to carry my dead baby up until you know all these and i said no 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 even in a state that outlaws abortion especially they would not force you to carry a dead baby in your body that's not an abortion that's not what we're talking about here but there's so much fear-mongering then they said oh they're going to overturn gay marriage so there were so many lies so i think from the beginning lee zeldin he should have come out. He, did. and he didn't have to alienate his base in the beginning and say, no, he didn't in the beginning say, I'm not going to touch abortion. What? He was quiet about well, it. Well, wait,
1: wait, wait a second. When he started running two years ago, Roe versus Wade was still intact. Once that happened, he came out very quickly and said, I'm not going to change it. I mean, look, here's where I disagree with you. The policies don't matter. He could have gone out and yelled and screamed, I'm pro-choice. It wouldn't have mattered. Democrats vote vote for Democrats. I don't believe there was any issue that cost Lee Zeldin this election outside of I'm a Democrat, I'm never voting Republican outside of Bob freaking Holden. That's it.
8: Well,
9: then that brings me to my other point. While we know January 6th was over two years ago. It's a non-factor. It was a riot that they, they are not, those people are not indicative of the Republican or the conservative party whatsoever. The Democrats are obsessed with it. And who do they have on their side? The mainstream media that continues to perpetuate lies that cops were killed, that it was an insurrection, even though nobody had a weapon, even though the only person that died was Ashley Babbitt. So I also think that Republicans can't discount Democrat feelings because there was no red wave i i think that it's important that's why i love i'm not kidding i love working at wabc because we have democrats on we have independents on we have all different kind of people on we don't speak in an echo chamber where we just want to hear what we want to hear it's important to hear other people's opinions and based on most of my friends are democrats hello i was a journalist for 20 years and i'm telling you abortion was a huge deal for them these social issues was a big deal and so was january 6th and they hate trump so anybody associated with Trump, they are automatically going to vote against him. So that's why Lee Zeldin, in my opinion, he could have won if it wasn't for abortion, if SCOTUS hadn't sent it back to the states. And if it wasn't for the lies perpetuated by, by, by the mainstream media, Kathy Hochul, that he was going to overturn abortion, overturn gay marriage. And Trump, I'm sorry, Trump was a fantastic president. He was an amazing president. But look at look at what happened all across the country. A lot of his candidates they should have won by a landslide. I mean, look at Arizona. Kerry Lake should be winning there. They, they have a migration problem that's out of control. And yet, look, it's, it's a basically we don't know yet. Listen,
1: you are echoing the same sentiment from Bo Dietl this morning. My Instagram at Rosenberg.Sydney, I swear to you, I've got so many people DMing me that are saying I happen to agree with Bo Deedle about Donald Trump 100 percent. And you're echoing the same exact sentiment. Now, I disagree But that's fine. That doesn't mean I'm correct. You're probably right, you and Bo. So what you're saying about Donald Trump may very well be true. I'm not going there just yet. But based on yesterday, you guys may be right.
9: We, we got to win. We got to win. We got to come up with what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. January 6th was a, was a game changer. We know the truth of what happened, but it doesn't matter at this point. We have to acknowledge how people feel about it. They think it was an insurrection. And when you've got mass media on, you know, continuing that nonsense, we got to address it. But again, I got to wrap this up. This report is sponsored by the Seafire Grill. Visit the Seafire Grill in Midtown Manhattan for a romantic date night by their fireplace or for your next private event. Excellent service, the freshest seafood in Manhattan. Check it out, theseafiregrill.com.
1: Nice job, Lydia. Great job. In fact, check out Lydia every weekday afternoon, sitting alongside my friend, the great John Katz and Matidis, Cats at Night, 5 p.m. every weekday. That's a terrific show, kicking Sean Hannity's ass, by the way, 5 to 6 every weeknight. You can follow Lydia on Twitter at LydiaNews on Instagram. At Lydia News One, you know, I just noticed um, the video is up. So Eric Salas, Gabby Lopez, and the video crew—they shoot some videos every day. The whole show is not live anymore on video. I wish it was, but they do shoot some videos. Good guests, and they put them on Twitter. I see it there, Instagram. It's very good stuff. And I'm wearing this relatively tight sweater from Vince, which is a great store, and. At the risk of sounding really douchey?
2: Stand by. I look really sexy, don't I? Yes, that was the consensus okay. from all of us. Shut up, don't, know, don't picture us We could not nice talking about it
3: in the, in the control room. That's all we've been talking about all show.
1: Has anybody even said it once? I didn't even realize you were here. <laughs>
10: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go the right actually, to Travis. God, I hate you. Uttered, uh, I really do. Who's not <laughs> uh, doing the show today <laughs> <laughs>
0: On the Red Apple Podcast Network,
1: I got to tell you about this huge honor that I received from the Vietnam Veterans of America, Chapter 126. I'll be in the Veterans Day Parade on Friday on a float, the elevated part of the float, with a very famous lady, by the way, very famous, the Vietnam Veterans of America, have bestowed this honor upon me, which is really silly, but um, I'm believe me when I tell you I'm flattered and humbled. I'll tell you more about that later, but it is... 8.46 on your Wednesday morning. We put this time aside for one of the great politicians, if not the greatest, in the history of New York, him and Woody Giuliani. Now he's going on to become a major star here at WABC and a dear friend of the Rosenberg family, and that is the great Congressman Pete King. Peter, good morning. How are you on this Wednesday?
4: Actually, said I'm doing pretty well. Listen, I feel very bad about you know, the statewide race. I think Lise Zellin ran a, again, phenomenal campaign. Uh, there's, uh, you know, three uh, was it six, uh, million more Democratic voters, and he really is yeah. within four or five points, all the voters and in yet, But no matter how it turns out, he ran a great race. I tell you, though, on Long Island, uh, there was a red wave. I yeah. mean, in Nassau County, we uh, took two Democratic congressional seats. We took three state Senate Democratic seats. Uh, we won basically every big race. Uh, Lee carried Nassau County by more than 50,000 votes. And in Suffolk County, uh, both Republican congressmen win. So we now have – every congressman from Long Island is now Republican. It's the first time this has happened in decades. And the seat uh, who's going to be my congressman, uh, Anthony D'Esposito, that was held by Democrats for 26 years. And he won last night. So, uh, listen, I have to uh, agree somewhat with Bo. I think that the Donald Trump factor did hurt us in the rest of the state and around the country, but here in Long Island – We have a strong Republican organization. So when people look to the Republican candidate, they didn't necessarily see the National Party or Donald Trump. Jeez. They saw those candidates, and we got the message out. And, again, it was a red wave.
1: Oh, you guys, I mean, oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I say all these beautiful things about both of you. You really are. You know I'm not exaggerating. Both you and Bo are like my best friends. But, I mean, what backstabbers are Donald Trump? My God. You have one bad day on Election Day, and now you want to blame our friend Donald for
4: everything? I mean, come on. I've been saying, no, for instance, uh, <laughs> the way you guys were going after Garbarino, he won by 22 points. The fact is that uh, Donald Trump, the candidates that he selected for the Senate, almost all these guys lost. That's yeah, true.
1: No, you're right. I'm, just, then, kid- I'm just kidding. So with you. Listen, yeah. he
4: was an excellent president. I voted for him. I supported him. But the fact is that I think people are getting tired of that. And I think the fact that Ron DeSantis won such a big race in, in Florida, I mean, he only won by like a half a point four years ago. Right. Now he, yeah. he, ran, he you know, ran the table down there. So I think we have to go forward and we have to, uh, uh, again, there is a... Basic Republican vote that's there. We saw it uh, in Nassau County. You know, Nassau County is not a Republican county anymore. We had Laura Curran, a Democratic county executive. We had Democratic district attorney. The last two years, we've turned all that around, and now we are. Once again, even though there's a a big Democratic uh, voter registration edge, we are doing well at the polls. We're winning every big race in Nassau County. and same out in Suffolk County. Uh, So between Joe Cairo in Nassau and uh, Tristy Garcia in Suffolk, we're really doing well. So I think we got to focus and stop. Listen, the night before the election, Donald Trump's in Ohio giving an hour and a half speech talking about himself. I mean, you got to be yeah. out there talking yeah. to the party. You shouldn't be attacking Mitch McConnell the week before the election. Uh, I agree. You and, fight with him, do it after the election.
1: And DeSantis, too, he attacked last week. Ron DeSantis, yeah. And of course, he didn't do uh, any favors for the people down in Georgia. That special election even last year. So you're right about that. I mean, look, uh, it's not crazy what you're saying about Donald Trump and what you're saying about Long Island. You mentioned D'Esposito, George Santos, the other guy you talked about, he got a huge win, Blakeman and Donnelly last year. But I got to tell you, I went back and forth with uh, Lydia just now. And um, she's mentioning that Lee should have been on the abortion thing earlier. Lee should have been, listen, I don't play that Monday morning quarterback stuff. If he was on it from day one, it would not have mattered. I maintain what I said is the truth, and that is that Democrats outside of two will vote Democrat. It didn't matter what Lee Zeldin did, said, abortion, guns. It didn't matter. I thought he ran a perfect race to about as well as he can possibly do those Democrats vote Democrat. Bottom line, they don't even care about the issues.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Democrats started out 3 million votes uh, uh, ahead. Right now, If you know, these numbers hold. Lee cut into that by like you know, 2.7 million. He did a great campaign. But even on abortion, uh, and, uh, on Long Island, the entire race against uh, Anthony Giacomo was abortion. But he took back a Democratic seat. I don't think abortion was the big issue. I really don't. Neither do Again, I. Again, on Long Island, it was over and over. That's all Laura Gillen was talking about was abortion. And Anthony D'Esposito in a Democratic district won by 10,000 votes. So, I mean, this, is, uh, this says something. I think that if we just focus and not just be uh, attacking for the sake of it, attacking other Republicans, that's the last thing we should be doing. Or looking for primary fights when there's no need for them. And uh, yeah. against, even like in Pennsylvania, I think it's a bit stronger candidate. I, I, I'm not against Dr. Oz. I thought the other candidate would have been much, much stronger.
1: Oh, he lost to Fetterman, too, which is, I mean, if you really think about it, Pete, as a guy that was involved in politics for nearly 40 years out of Long Island, homeland security, I mean, a really decorated, tremendous politician. When you see John Fetterman win in Pennsylvania and the balance, the balance of the Senate, if we're going to get it, lies in the hands of a former NFL running back, Herschel Walker. I mean, it's a little, it's a little tough to watch, Pete. I got to be honest.
4: No, it, it really is. And, again, I'm, I'm not trying to sound old-fashioned. I think we've got to get back to basics, go with candidates who have a proven record, uh, groom uh, n- uh, new people to come along. And that's why, listen, you know, Ron DeSantis and I were never great friends in Congress. I didn't know him that well. The fact is he's shown that he can win in Florida. And Florida's not necessarily a Republican. Oh, listen, I mean, look,
1: what he did, what he did with Miami, to turn Miami-Dade yeah. County Red Pete, that's astonishing.
4: And you know that down there, abortion was certainly not on DeSantis' side, but he still won because the overall people saw a reasonable, tough guy. And listen, the average person does not want all this transgender stuff in schools. They don't want all this woke stuff that's being, uh, you know, rammed down their throat. They they really want traditional values, but they want to have a sense of stability. And I think that's what DeSantis uh, showed down in Florida. I think that's what uh, people like uh, D'Esposito showed here on on uh, Long Island, and also uh, Mike, Mike Lawler. He knocked off Sean Patrick Maloney. I mean, Lawler's going to be a great member of Congress. It looks like Mark Molinaro won. So in New York, in districts where abortion was supposedly the issue, Republicans won yep. because they basically provided yep. stable leadership and against all the you know, progressive garbage. Well, so, you're
1: the point, so you're proving my point. So you're proving my point. My, my, what I said was it's not about abortion. It's not about any of these issues. It's about Democrats staying loyal to the candidate. You're proving my point that I'm right.
4: Except that Republicans again they unseated. I mean, Lawler unseated a Democratic congressman. Mark Molinaro won a Democratic seat, so right. they took it by being reasonable, responsible Republicans, gotcha. very conservative. Mike Lawler is a real conservative, pro-cop guy. And uh, but we don't get sidetracked on uh, issues about uh, you know who who won and lost the 2020 election and uh, and all that. And, uh, people don't want to hear that. They Trump, oh, but, but, you know, you say right. they don't want to hear that,
1: okay? But, look, he's going to run. He's going out sometime between today and November the 15th. He's going to run. If he if the, the Republicans would have destroyed it yesterday, he would have taken credit. Now he's going to say, oh, now you guys need me more than ever. I mean, you couldn't even win when I, I handed it to you. I made it easy for you. So you know no matter what happens, Trump is going to make an excuse as to why he's the right guy. And you know that right now, Pete King— with the a very impressive performance in Miami-Dade in Florida, Trump is going to kill him. He's going to kill him.
4: It may be as of today or tomorrow, but I think the more people think about this, they're going to say, hey, we want stability. So I would not in any way. Uh, so uh, Ron DeSantis short. And uh, also, let me just say, uh, Paul King ran a great race. I mean, that's an example of a good guy yeah. who, who didn't win, but he should be very proud of the race he ran. Yeah. And I just hope there's a place for him as we go forward. Me too. I love
1: him. I love his wife, Margaret Powers. And, yes. you know, Gregory Meeks, he's been there a long time. And look, we saw that. We saw, you know, younger, impressive guys, Paul King, Joe Pinion, and they got killed. They got killed because uh, whether it's, well, Chuck Schumer, actually, Pinion ran a pretty tight race, but the Chuck Schumer types, the Gregory Meeks types, they just keep winning. And it's very difficult to beat those guys, bottom line.
4: And that's why we can't afford in New York to get sidetracked on this Is I think mean, Lee, again, Lee ran a great race. I can't say enough about it. I mean, nobody would have thought for a guy who was down 17 points was going to close it to four points or maybe even less than that. Yeah. Uh, and again, I keep saying there's over 3 million more Democrats than Republicans in New York, and then Lee has it down to about 300,000 if you go by those votes. Total voters in, end, I don't know if they were counting Suffolk County's vote that last night because they had that hacking of their election machines, and they didn't announce so late. But in any event, I just think that uh, uh, we have to go forward, but we we can't get caught up in a personality cult, I and mean, we're bigger than that. The party has to be bigger than that. It really is uh, yeah. I know, think, you, you, uh, if everything is you know, uh, who won the election in 2020, people are going to, yeah. I mean, I think recycling what we saw last night. That's all. And God, I, you, you know, you, you I you have Donald have, Trump is president.
1: Pete, you've got a real hard-on for Donald Trump. Oh, my God.
4: I I support him president. I'm just saying when I look around and I see... What happened? Did he not? Did, did he not? Re-
1: did he not return your phone call or something? What happened? What, what's the real truth? I'm, I'm looking
4: at the numbers here. I just, uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, also, maybe I'm being
1: brainwashed by Bo Dieter, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think I think Bo was getting to you because I know I know he calls you like he does to me. I'm in the gym yesterday. I get two calls from Bo. That son of a bitch, Trump, <laughs> and, and 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 the next, and Pete, I'm like, you know what, Bo? I think you're right. <laughs> he's very he's very persuasive. Of, you know, Danielle asked me this morning. I thought it was a really interesting question, and I don't have an answer for her. But you would. What does Lee Zeldin do now? Like, what's next for a guy like Lee Zeldin?
4: Uh, you know, Lee's got to find a place in government and politics. We want to say that, guys. You know, the guy's a real talent. I mean, to go from being a uh, you know a, a three or four term congressman to running the strongest Republican race in in twenty years. I mean, he ran and she had all the money. She had all the name ID. You know, mainstream media ignored ignored Lee, and yet he really fought a tremendous race. They had to bring in every Democratic has-been, never was, but they brought them all in to campaign against him. And that, to me, showed how, how strong he, yeah, what a strong race he ran. But, you know, people compared it to George Pataki's race, but there's far, far more Democrats now in New York than there was when George Pataki won, won his race. So we right. had to really, uh, you know, pitch a perfect game. Uh, he got it into the, you know, in the bottom of the ninth, but uh, just couldn't get it over. But it's not, I, I can't say enough good things about the race that he ran. I mean, and he, never, he, he never wavered. He never got caught up in side issues or controversies. His family was great. I mean, he just uh, ran a great race. And uh, to me, if you took the you know, voters who really follow this race, I'm sure Lee had a solid, solid majority of them. But there are, is that locked-in Democratic vote in new york city uh, people in new york city i mean this is what i can't figure out after all that's gone on over the last few years all the murders all the rapes all the right. right. assaults how can 70 percent of them vote for the uh, for the person who wants to continue those those policies i mean it, it's madness but again we have to get that you know get that message out do all we can and it's going to be uh again it's a tough race but again you know we can't give up we can't allow you know we made real you know real real uh, inroads we got to keep them going and uh uh, again, whether it's in you know city council races, whether it's state assembly, state senate, you know, congressional races, we, we we can't give up the fight, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's certainly a, fer- a fight worth worth having. Uh, and, uh, to, to me, make sure we win in 2024 and not get caught up in side issues. That's all. Well, fair enough. It's another, another great I'll appearance. Michael Lawler, I campaigned with him. Yep. he didn't win it because of me. I'm not saying that, but I've seen up close yep. what a great candidate he is. I know him as a summary I know him when he worked for the state party, and he's going to be a great congressman. He and uh, Anthony Diaz are going to do a great job fighting for New York fighting for the cops in Washington, D.C. Yeah, those are big
1: wins, no question. Lawler over um, Sean Patrick Maloney, D'Esposito, Mark Molinaro, George Santos. Uh, all in all, uh, you're right, Peter. It was a pretty good day for New York outside of Zeldin, and there is some hope. Uh, you were great as always, not good, great and funny. Thank you for stopping by again this morning, and uh, I'll hear you later on today on John's show. Thank you so much. I love you, pal. Okay,
4: great. Thanks, nice
1: yeah. You're the man, Peter King. Still got another hour to go. It's been a great three hours. About six guests already today, all providing different looks at this race. Did Rudy call you back? No? Did you piss Rudy Giuliani off, Macedonia? Why? Don't talk to him about the Brooklyn Nets. He doesn't care for the Denver Nuggets. He doesn't even know who Jokic is. All right, we'll
3: happen again, I promise.
1: All right, we'll come back at the fourth and final
0: hour right after this.
10: I want to ride!
17: Ernie and sit in the morning
0: on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Don't fall for the Pete King, Bo Deedle, Lou Rufino, Donald Trump stuff. It's not Trump's fault. And stay loyal. He's the best president ever. And tell those guys to be quiet. Frank Marano, Laura Curran, Bo Deedle, Nicole Maliotakis, my mother, and Pete King already all on today. And I'm waiting for Rudy Giuliani to call me back because, well, maybe I can't. I don't know. I'm so conflicted about so many things now. I mean... I felt so great about Trump, and you idiots now making me think twice, you know. And now I've got this dinner plan for tomorrow night, as you know, Lewis, with the mayor of New York City. And it is happening. I got the confirmation yesterday that tomorrow night in Brooklyn, it'll be uh, Sid, Danielle, and Mayor Adams. And uh, I'm going to try at least to, to explain all the things that people like me don't like about um, well his policies and what he's done, you know. And I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know. But now now I'm so angry that uh, Hochul won and he endorsed Hochul. I mean, all Eric, Eric Adams had to do was, was save that endorsement, you know, and, and say, listen, Kathy, I know the legislature is, is the real issue and Stuart Cousins and Heasty and those horrible people. But I, I can't endorse you until you help me in my city. Because, look, at the end of the day, this is Eric Adams' city, not Kathy Hochul. I know it's her state. She oversees everything. She's the GM. He's the coach. It's his city. So when things go bad here, he's the first one we blame, not Kathy Hochul. Right before the Zeldin race, no one even talked about the governor. Andrew Cuomo was up there, you know, grabbing ass and um, writing books, starring on his brother's stupid TV show. Adams is the guy we take out every day. Every day. So he's got, he's, you know, he, he's got to be like, come on, you're killing me here. I'm trying to. Uh, we did a soft opening. Yeah. So all he had to do was get tough with her and be like, hey, you know, I, I can't endorse you. I'm not, I'm not saying you should have endorsed Lee Zeldin either. That's crazy. You're not going to vote for the other guy. You're not going to endorse the other guy. They're a different party. I understand. That. I'm not an idiot. Just don't endorse anybody. Say, listen, my city is a mess. I'm not going to endorse a Republican. You know, I'm not going to do that, even though Dove Hicken did it. But at the same time, I'm not going to endorse Kathy Hochul either. I need help, and I think a lot of people would have really respected Eric Adams if he would have. He didn't do that, so. So I'm going to say that
2: to him, and then I'm going to order Phil Parmesan. And how's that going to go? And then excuse yourself and go to the bathroom and come back. And oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, what right are the Godfather? Yeah. I mean, at what point? Is it before
1: the calamari? Is it after the calamari? Is it before the lobster Fadiablo? where I start to yell at Eric Adams about all the things I hate about this city? Let's take that. You, you know, you're laughing, but I've actually, I lay in bed at night. I'm thinking to myself last night. When am
2: I going to do it? Yeah, when do I do it? <laughs> it? Like,
1: we sit down, he has a drink, and he has a drink. I have a drink. Hey, Mayor, you suck. Here's what... You can't do that. You got to start up with some good small talk. Hey, that's a nice jacket you're wearing. That type of nonsense, you know.
2: He's into it.
1: Right. So, at what point is it appetizer? Is it entree? Do I save it for dessert?
2: Wait, wait a little bit. You wait.
1: But you can't wait till the end for dessert. No, not
2: the end. Not till then. So, Dur- in
1: between the appetizer and the entree. Yeah,
2: during the meal. During the meal. Well, during the meal, you you, you know you could easily. No, I can't know. do that. No, you you as you finish, there's a font, there's a spot, right okay. towards the end. You're about to finish. Wow, how how did you like yours, Mr. Mayor? That was. That was uh, good. I mean, I like a good uh, fillet. That was, uh, yeah. You know, uh, in New York, um, <laughs> right? See, that's a, that's yeah. it. You so know, right there. All the, How many steakhouses have you gone to? This is uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. You know, there's one up by uh, seventy. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you something about that. Somebody spot. got stabbed
1: to the neck when I tried that right. restaurant a couple of days ago. Yeah, right. 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 So you're saying in be- right at the very end, of, as I'm taking my last bite of my chicken parm and penne. Right,
2: after, in yeah. the, towards the end of the main course. Okay, all right. That's exactly how you do it. You have to have patience. Mm-hmm. Don't just jump right into it and <laughs> say, or like, not. you know, why are you such a moron?
1: There's a better chance that I say nothing at all than jump into it right away. No. There's a better chance no. it's just two hours of blowing down and remember those days in Brooklyn and <laughs> yeah, right. you know that, right? that. I mean, I'm a very, very tough guy. And even on the phone, I've had Eric on this show, and I've been tough with him. Not disrespectful, not stupid, but tough. But then I have a habit every now and then, every now and then, of becoming uh, a little less tough, if you will, when the person is sitting in front of me. You know that. You've seen that with uh, Lance Armstrong. That may be the...
2: Yeah, that's just one instance, actually. They're they're, they're crazy. I've kind of seen it before.
1: Crazy. You got a lot of nerve calling me crazy. I talk to people all the time. And people have said to me the last couple of days, a lot of them, a lot. Anecdotal, but a lot. If Lee Zeldin loses, I'm leaving. I'm moving to Florida. I'm moving to California. I'm moving to Texas. One guy said to me, I swear to God, I'm moving to Costa Rica. I swear to God. (laughs) Only one person.
2: It's supposed to be nice there.
1: It's beautiful. Beaches everywhere. Great. Only one person said to me, and I'm not even making this up, I am moving. To Lancaster, Pennsylvania
2: Shut up You know you <laughs> just I, I don't even know Why I bother Talking to you sometimes I swear to God I, I can't well, What kind of crazy person Does something like Who just, wants just, to move To Lancaster It was a A person that doesn't Want to get stabbed On Okay but R that's train.
1: Where you go Lancaster Isn't there a safe place For the beach and 85 degree temperatures You want to go to a place That's colder Surrounded by Amish In the middle of the mountains In Pennsylvania Who does this There's
2: no Amish there I mean stop, <laughs> It is just, Okay Phil
1: Sit down a second, Phil. Yes, no, sit Phil, down.
2: No, Phil, we're only on the air. Is there
1: or is there not a healthy amount of Amish outside of Lancaster, Pennsylvania?
2: I, you said inside. You didn't say outside. <laughs> well, it's right there. They're down Amish the man. block. Outside, of course, there's Amish. They're right down the block, Lewis. They're so not Hasidim. They're Amish. By the way, who cares? <laughs> what kind of life is that? You're going to be riding a horse
3: the and a The Amish butt. are scary, violent people.
2: I'm not. I'm not going to see any Phil.
3: There The the ma- <laughs> the mayor of Lancaster is an Amish horse. I
2: am not going to come out of my house. What?
3: What is it about?
2: What? What? What do you I like? I brought about? up a city. That's it. It's the only city you brought up. Not Miami. Not 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 uh, Carmel, stop. California. How about Myrtle Beach? How's right that? there, you go. Okay. Well, that's another one too.
1: I would start there personally. Before okay. I went to Lancaster.
2: The Carolinas are nice to me. I oh, like
1: nice. Hey, you know, Danielle grew up in Charlotte. Yeah. And her and father still lives nice in Charlotte. Sure. It's beautiful. Yeah. We go, I'd say, once every four or five years to the Grove Park Inn in, in Asheville, in North Carolina, for Thanksgiving in the Blue Ridge Mountains. It is gorgeous. That makes sense. uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The point
2: is non-New York, okay, Brainiac? Any place but New York.
1: Any place but New York. That's what I was saying. Could be any city.
2: Somewhere where you know I'm not. My whole money isn't spent on mortgage (laughs) and taxes, and then I get stabbed in the leg when I'm on my way home. Yeah,
3: hopefully in the leg. Don't don't I look stupid? I just moved into this city. This is uh, not good. Hey, listen.
1: Look at me. I mean, I was living in a beautiful home in Boca Raton. No crime. Beautiful. Great weather. The whole deal, you know, my son's outside playing, but it's gorgeous. And I decide at the age of 49, what a schmuck I am to come back here. Because my dream was to work with Bernard, God rest his soul, and work again in New York City. Because it ended so ugly at WPN in 2005, that was not going to be the last chapter in my book. Now I've come back with the help of Bernie and i become the king of all media. The guy, the best radio guy in New York City. So now I can rewrite the chapter and leave. And now I've I proven my point. And you love the Christmases here. I do love the Christmases here. Yeah, what do you, oh they have good. Christmas in Lancaster though. Yeah. Oh yeah it's,
2: right. yeah, it's it's cold. That's, it's nice. Yeah. Or in the New England area. It's beautiful up there. It's Christmas it's in like July over there. Up there. I like are you nuts? Why is it, I, it hor- this is what, I've I, been up there. How is it horrible? Uh,
1: you know, Bernie used to say to me, "I'm, I'm going to retire to New Hampshire." I say, "Bernie, <laughs> have you no. seen the end of The Shining? Jack Nicholson is frozen to death in a maze." By the time that's in
2: Colorado, you know, that's not New <laughs> that's by the time in Colorado, Bernie, that's in west.
1: That's fine, but by the time <laughs> Bernie left, he was going to retire to California or Jupiter, Florida. He got the sense came to him. You don't go to the Northeast when you get older, where the temperatures
3: are colder. Who does that? But it's nice. There's no crime there.
2: No crime. You can't, nobody it's goes ch- outside.
3: It's 30 below zero. Exactly. It's cheaper. You won't get stabbed because no one's outside. It's perfect. So you just
1: want to basically sit in your house all day I, no. and watch VH1 and Roast some old concerts.
2: So no, it's nice up there. <laughs> oh, <I don't>, <laughs> are you kidding? I don't have to worry about, oh, here's some congestion pricing. Here's $12 well, to come in. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay, here the tolls are raised. you got to pay for that. Oh, wait, you got caught by a speed camera. That's another $75. Oh, wait, don't here's speed. a red light camera. You got caught with that. <laughs> don't, don't by to the time light. you get into work, you owe $300. It's stupid. Who wants to live in a city like that? I,
1: I, I, I moved out of <laughs> the, of the city. I know <laughs> what you're not. saying. I, I don't disagree with you. I just don't understand the places you chose them when you leave here.
2: Okay, just put a line and insert a city. That's all. Any That's city, any one. Uh, it's getting to
3: that. Birmingham, point. Alabama.
2: Yeah, I'm what about there. Birmingham, fine. Alabama? Yeah, great. I'll go there.
3: What about
1: Eau Claire, Minnesota? Uh, no. no. Orleans. Green Bay, Wisconsin.
2: No. There's no that's, climb that's there. That's colder. It's, it's, no, it's, there is. Too much snow. Too much snow. No, too much snow. No, too much snow. Okay. I can't deal with that. You don't, do you like the warm weather? I don't think you do necessarily. I'm not. I don't like 90 degree right, weather. Right, no. Right, I right. mean, you walk outside and can't think. That's I don't great. like it either. That's, Who's yeah. a redhead?
1: He burns up quick.
2: Uh, yes. I'm very so you would
1: fan. rather have cold weather than warm weather?
2: Uh, yeah, but I, okay. I don't want 20 below.
1: No. I don't know. I, I can't <laughs> worry about where you're retiring to. i got my own issues right yeah, now. <laughs> da- da- you, know, you, can't,
2: you can't figure things out. i, 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 I got a lot going you on here. I know. It's a lot. I have to
1: disavow Donald Trump at some point today or else Paul and Peter going to be mad at you me. you got to
2: figure out what shirt you're going to wear. It's a, this is a lot, but you've got a good one today.
1: Thank you. You like this shirt? I, I, this yeah, is a Vince I, I, sweater.
2: Oh, there's my guy Bo Dito right there. Look at this. Looks there good. he is, the great Bo
1: Dito. What about this guy? You are causing so much trouble with Donald Trump. <laughs> you got Pete King agreeing with you. This one. Uh, I get all these messages. I agree with Bo. I agree with Bo. This guy, you you and him were best buddies. You should take him to Ray well, What let happened? Let me tell you something.
5: Yeah. I go back longer with anybody, and I'm sick and tired because I'm getting emails and texts from everybody. The reality is Donald Trump lost the election for Lee Zeldin along with a lot of other people across this state. They should have took they took. Their uh, their support away from him. Let me tell you something, Sid. What is he going to do? How is he going to construe this? What happened? Was this big red wave there because Donald did it? No, Donald lost a lot of seats. When the candidates put himself around him, that guy with the freaking electrodes in Pennsylvania that doesn't even know what day it is, because yeah. odds had to suck up to Donald. Donald should have stayed in Mar-a-Lago, stayed the hell in Florida, and leave it alone. And you know what? You're gonna turn around with DeSantis when you run a state the way DeSantis is running it. You're gonna want, and you'll be uh, uh, people who are Democrats. Smart Democrats with brains will say, you know what, he runs a really great state. Maybe he can run this country like that instead of this moron that we have that was in the moron. White House right what, now. What is going Sid, on? Please, Sid, you what? can't keep drinking this Trump Kool-Aid. I told you why. What he told me to my face was when I said that, that Senator yep. McCain was a true American hero, was incarcerated seven years, broke his arms and everything, Sid. <laughs> and you know what he told me? No, I don't know. He said like this, Bo, who am I? I, I said, I you're the president. He goes, that's why I'm the president, because I do what I want. Well, damn you, Donald Trump. Leave already. Stay the heck away from me, because I don't like you, and I don't like what you did in this election. You destroyed Lee Zeldin. Oh, 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 alrighty.
17: Bernie and Sid in the morning
0: on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: For this show is going to go through the roof the next two years. I'm telling you, folks, this Donald Trump stuff, Ron DeSantis, and it's going to make for great theater. I mean, there's a lot at stake here, obviously. This is not a joke. And we still have to get past this day, find out if Herschel Walker really won in Georgia. And, in fact, we took the Senate back. We're going to take the House. That's, that's uh, done. So that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, that may not uh, come out until December the 6th with this runoff. So that has to get done. That's very important. That Walker beats Warnock, and we get back to Senate. We're assuming, of course, Ron Johnson holds on in Wisconsin. Laxalt wins in Nevada. We'll lose Arizona. Fine. Give that to Kelly. We still take back the Senate if, in fact, Walker wins that runoff against Warnock on December the 6th, according to Deb Valentine. So that's a lot. Got to worry about that. We get that done. Now we've got the House. We've got a slim majority in the Senate, but we've got it. And then we work on this uh, 2024 race, which already... Is getting very ugly on my show, which I love. Pete King, Bo Deedle on one side, I'm on the other. I'm inching away, but uh, I remain loyal with my mom. Here is Joe on Long Island. He's online too. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Sid.
16: I am so ticked off at that meatball, Bo Deedle. Where was he? Bo Deedle, the way he's talking about Donald Trump. This guy, well, what's wrong with this guy? Was he like this in his first four years as president, where he went after Putin, went after China,
12: the gas prices,
16: the border? Where
0: was Bo Dietl at that well, time? Well,
1: let me just say this in defense of Bo, of Bo Dietl, Joe, and thank you for the call, and Pete King. Neither one of those guys is denying that Trump was a good president. They're not saying he wasn't good, neither one. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Both Bo Dietl and Pete King are on record saying he was a great president. But, but, now that he's lost, ever since then, he has become an issue for the party. First, a rigged election. Now, you know, actually, just now on Fox Business, this isn't great. Maria Bartiromo's show. uh, I just saw on the thread, Donald Trump threatens to leak information on Ron DeSantis and his wife. Now, first of all, Ron DeSantis' wife? Now, you have to understand, even when Trump initially won, putting up pictures of Ted Cruz's wife versus his, that was really stupid. So, no one's denying that Trump was a great president, not me, not Bo, not Pete King. But what they're saying is, since he's out of office, fighting with DeSantis, fighting with everybody else, rigged election, he's hurting the party. And I have to tell you,
2: they may not be wrong. What a good strategy.
1: What do you mean? Go oh. up to De- De- DeSantis' wife? right oh, yeah, yeah, now. I know. Way, yeah, I hate when he does stuff like that. I know out
2: about his kids, too? Uh, I know, I hate it, I things. hate it. Oh, that's, that's you see, back, really mature Back and then, Lou, that's I great. was a Hillary
1: Clinton supporter. So what I did was, after he did it to Ted Cruz and his wife, I went on Instagram and I took a picture of Trump and his wife, Melania, with me and Danielle. And I put Danielle up against Melania and I said, Ted Cruz's wife, easy. How about this battle, Donnie, baby? <laughs> Danielle beats your wife's... Now, of course, she was younger, but... But uh, anyway, that's what I did, because I'm also immature and stupid like Donald Trump. But when he does stuff like that, it really is. It's. it's he's got to stop that. Here is uh, Shelly on Long Island online 3. Hello, Shelly.
18: Yeah, hey, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Um, I wanted to tell you I'm very, very sad that Zeldin lost. And yeah. uh, I am a Trump lover. And I did hear Bojito's rant just now. And I'm a little surprised you didn't come back at him and say, well, what did— what did he think about McCain bringing the steel dossier over and setting up Donald Trump? It doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, McCain served, uh, he was a war hero. He was in a. I don't care about dossiers. I am not going to go back. Uh, Donald Trump made a huge mistake there. He embarrassed himself. He embarrassed the country. I'm a Trump supporter like you. The difference is, Shelley, and this is why people like you make me upset, to be honest. And Bernie did the same thing for quite some time, God rest his soul. you got to be able to criticize people when they screw up. And for some reason, because Trump gets beat up every day, people like you feel like you can never criticize him. The John McCain thing was a disaster for Donald Trump, an embarrassment. So I don't care about the Steele dossier. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Don't bring up John McCain with Donald Trump. You're never going to win that battle. Even with me. I'm a Trump supporter, Shelley, just like you. But don't ever bring up John McCain's name. That's a a blemish on Trump, no matter what McCain did. Just like, listen, when, when Donald Trump stood in front of the cemetery, Bastille Day in Paris, and started ripping Nancy Pelosi, that was not the time and the place to do that. He does stupid things. He's a great president. He's got the right personality. You don't need a nice guy as the president. You don't need a classy guy. Barack Obama was a classy guy. He wasted our time for eight years. He was an awful president. Not bad, awful. You need a prick like Donald Trump. I get it. I love him. I want him to be president again. But don't defend him when he does stupid things. And don't ever mention John McCain. That was maybe the most embarrassing moment in Trump's life. Not just presidential one. Steve is in West Milford, New Jersey, online too. Good morning, Steve. Good
16: morning, Sid. Hi there. First of all, let me start off by saying, God, I miss Bernie. I wish nothing but condolences to his family. You, uh, well, to be honest with you, I've been listening to you since you got here. You have surprised me. I'm glad you came
1: to a realization, and thank God Bernie got you that way. Well, Bernie didn't get me that way. No, no, no. Bernie Bernie did not. Listen, I love Bernie. I missed my stop. Donald Trump got me that way. If Donald Trump was a lousy president, Bernie could have talked that He was blue in the face. I would have disagreed. So it wasn't Bernie. It was Trump. I mean, you want to give the guy the credit, give it to the guy that actually did the work. There's a lot of time. Bernie tried to convince me about a ton of things over the years that he was wrong about, including Joe Biden. He ain't going to win. He's not going to run. So it was nice to have a supporter here, Yes. But Bernie did not convince me it was Donald Trump. He did the work. That's, listen, I said you were
16: total. well, you were voted for Hillary the first time. God bless you for that. My point is Peter King and Bo Deedle. Bo, you changed your party to go run in the city. Cut the crap. He did
1: did do that. Peter
16: King (laughs) is a Kennedy.
7: Democrat. No, he's all right.
1: Thank you for the call. Come on, Steve. I love you. But come on, stop that. See, this is where you guys see. This is where you guys kill yourselves. This is what happens. Mm. This is it. This is. And I talked about this for years with Bernie tried to remove myself from this group. You yell and scream about the Democrats. And then you do and say stuff like that. And you become just like them. Just like them. Peter King is a Republican. But he's a common-sense guy. Not everything the Democrats do is bad. I say that. Now, listen, I would never, ever, ever vote for a Democrat, ever. No matter what, common-sense, blah, 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 blah. I would never vote for a Democrat. But not everything Democrats do is bad. Not everything Republicans do is great. So you don't have to attack Peter King, who had nearly a 4 decade brilliant career, to prove your point about Donald Trump, which I agree with. Again, for the millionth time, I am a huge—you're going to tweet about this all day. Sid's a phony. He's a liberal. Let me say it again. I'm a huge Trump supporter. I don't agree with Pete King and Bo Deedle. but, 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 I absolutely 1,000% hear where they're coming from. And to say they're crazy— or backstabbers, or liberals that's, thats you're just being silly. Here is Nello in Westchester, online six. Hello, Nello.
12: Hello, Sid. My condolences to Bernie, Thank to you. you guys, the family. Thank you. Um, I I loved him too. Um, God bless him and his family. You guys do a great job. Thanks. I was a little concerned about uh, both of What he was saying, and those other two callers, what Bobby said when I felt one. Uh, we should just stop talking about what happens and what we could do to go ahead to try to proceed something better. Zellman lost. Okay, he lost. What reason why he lost? Who knows? But maybe he was out there up at Westchester. We all liked him. I guess not enough people do like him to vote for, but maybe you could suggest, you know, some stuff that uh, people could hear and listen because uh, we do love what we have and we do like Trump. I guess God had put him there for a reason. Dennis DeSantis is great, too. I'm glad he's in. So, if maybe you could suggest, um, I'm just a little sad of, uh, with Bernie a little bit because I wanted to talk on the air about
1: that. Okay. Young well, dad. thank you for the That's phone good. call. Thank you. It's, uh, of course, I always welcome anybody talking about uh, Bernard. So, thank you for that. And uh, we will break down these races. I will. We will. Uh, with the best minds in the business when we get to that point. Again, right now. You have to worry about this Georgia race. That should be the only thing you're concerned about. This Trump stuff is fun. It makes for great radio. It's great theater. And for people like us who do like Donald Trump, we get ticked off right away. We get angry. I mean, you're better off talking about my father or Jesus than Donald Trump. So it makes for good radio. But to be honest, right now you really should be concerned about Georgia. That's it. Make sure Herschel Walker gets the win. Take back the Senate. Now we've got the House, which we'll get later on today officially, get back to the Senate, then work on Trump or DeSantis or whatever the Republican nominee is going to be. One more quickly. We'll go to Mike in Queens. He's got a good perspective. He's on line five. Good morning, Michael. Listen, uh, great show, Sid. Thanks. Uh, Real quick, I just want to say there was a very, you know, we didn't get blown out. It wasn't a laugher. We just
16: had a squeaker. And I'll tell you one thing. All these people who call up your shows and constantly say, let me finish, let me finish. They didn't get out and vote. They didn't do the push. I mean, Zeldin losing by seven, it was a three-point swing. If these people with whining and crying about this and that would have actually just physically gone to the polls, for God's sakes. Uh, we had pinioned did outstanding. We got 44% against Schumer. We got the other guy who ran against Letitia J. I didn't even know the guy's name. He got like 44%. And Zeldin, <laughs> he lost by seven. It's a four-point swing. You want to you want to blame some of these some of these people who are registered Republicans? Get up and look
12: in the mirror because you didn't vote and you got what you deserve. So listen, guys, right. great show, and just hang thank in you. there.
1: All right, thank you very much. Uh, he was about to say that it wasn't a horrible day for the Republicans, even with the Zeldin loss. He pointed out. Pinion ran a good race. Michael Henry ran a good race. Again, about to flip four congressional seats, which is a very big deal for the Republicans here, and uh, took out a couple of folks that have been around for decades, assembly seats, Senate seats, all over New York. So at the end of the day, it was not a bad day for New York, even with the Zeldin loss, and we'll see what happens around the country.
0: On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Good buddy, my best buddy, Tom Mango. A little flesh for Lulu. tommy has been listening all morning. He just texted me. He said, good show, bro. Been listening to you all morning. Sad day, though. This praying mantis face we have to deal with now. And on top of all of it, the Rangers suck. <laughs> oh, Mango. He loves a little flesh for Lulu. We uh, go out with him and his wife, Cheryl. Been friends with us for a long time. In fact, I signed the Ketuba at their wedding. And uh, when we drive there and back, he always has that... Sirius XM channel on the Wave, not the Red Wave. The Wave, which is all alternative music. You know that channel. First right? Wave, yep. First Wave, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And it's all this type of stuff. It's a great, great channel. So during the break, I, I thought about things, and uh, I'm done with Trump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like being at a psychiatrist's office. Oh, well, it,
1: it doesn't sound familiar? Wasn't your guy Don Imus <laughs> just like this? I mean, the same exact way, you no? Know? I mean? One segment, he loves him, and the next one, it's all over. That's it. He's a
2: moron.
1: A moron. Big titty blubber. Moron (laughs) him. You know, I was thinking, it's like, you know, Bernie loved him, and he loved Bernie. And so we take over for Imus on the fifth show ever in April of 2018. And the fifth show ever, we get Trump, and it was a big deal. Great job, by Bernard. God rest his soul. He's never come back. I'm like, hey, Bernie, will you stop with this ridiculous loyalty? Like, he's on you, you at show like every week. He's on Sean Hannity four times a week. He's on Brian Kilmeade three times a week. He's everywhere, Donald Trump. He was on with us once in six years. Enough with the Donald Trump loyalty. If he loved you so much, I'm being honest, Bernie, you come back one more time, one more. So now that Bernie's gone,
2: you're an I've <laughs> taken them. Right, I, I,
1: I take the baton and I'm defending Trump all morning. We've got Peking and Bo Deedle, and I'm telling you hundreds on my phone, hundreds, maybe thousands, that are telling me, Sid, I love him, but you got, you got to move away. And I'm on here still, you know, defending the guy. I'm at an event with his son, Jr., a couple of months ago on Long Island, Steve Lotto's house. And I talk to Kimberly Guilfoyle all the time, all the time. But out with Eric and Lara, the whole thing, you know. I don't even think he likes me. He knows I changed after voting for Hillary and became a big Trump supporter, but I don't think he even cares. So I'm wasting my time with it. <laughs> but you're, you're starting
2: God. to have an argument with Bernard. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I know when he's dead. I'm he sorry, even, I know. For you. Bernie, I'm telling you right. Well, well I, I did tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind but of I, funny. But I, I,
1: I've noticed it's easier to win these arguments that, when, when he's, when, got, when he's yeah. not here. Yeah. Right. When he, man, <laughs> it's easier to win it when he's.
2: I, 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 I don't understand people who can't – who have to be completely allegiant to one person. Just pick your best friend right Or your now. wife just or pick, your parent. Just pick anybody in your life like that, your best – or your wife. And are they – right 100 percent of the time they're never right my okay. wife is no.
5: i'm always right she's okay. never right.
2: okay well that's what danielle delete that, about you. <laughs> delete that please please i'm begging you please delete that please, I but, go. so God. i don't understand how people just are well i used to yell at Fernie about Third that like about but, but, but
1: he made the fair point and he's like look sid at least he admitted this i'll give him credit for a smart guy he said i i, I have no choice because they beat him up every day on the dumbest issue they'll beat up Donald Trump, that these people feel like they need to run to his rescue no matter what. And I hate to say it, that makes sense. It does make sense. Because I would go to Bernie, i go, hey, Bernie, Vince Lombardi didn't win every game. Pat Riley didn't win every game. Right? I mean, the greatest coaches in the history of sports, they lose once in a while. Trump has lost. You know, January 6th, he didn't start it. It wasn't his fault. But he had a horrible day. It wasn't worthy of all these ridiculous, you know, um, uh, Congress uh, meetings and and, and all that nonsense. Of course not. But he had a bad day. He waited way too long to react, way too long. He had other bad days. He did. He's not perfect. But they won't even admit that because they're like, well, wait a second. He gets beat up every day. What do you want? So you're right. The loyalty seems—it's way too much. I don't. Uh, way I, I too much.
2: Baffles me. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, you don't
1: like him anyway, though. No, so. I
2: did like him though. But not but, anymore. Well, I don't like. You Just pick somebody else, not John McCain.
1: I know that was Why stupid. And then, then there's not, ladies I'm on the I'm phone on actually it. talking about a steel dossier. Who
2: cares? The guy, the guy fell out of an airplane, broke all his limbs, was in a POW camp for four years. <laughs> like It was like <laughs> in the water. Almost they beat him up. Yeah. And, and then this d- dumb Dora is saying, oh, I, I don't know. Her like name
1: heroes. was Shelly, not Dora.
2: No, I'm talking about Trump. Oh, he Trump. He did a set about... He, I don't you know. You know, this was a very it's embarrassing... Anything.
1: I know. A very embarrassing moment in my career was, I'll never forget this. So I'm on the IMA show and it's, um, I don't know, circa 2003. Another situation where, once again, Bernie and Lou could have helped me, let me out there to dry, you know.
2: so <laughs> of So, of course. Right. So
1: I always <laughs> sat in the studio with Don and Charles, always. And then the other side of the glass would be Bernie and Lou, you know. And I started out as a sports guy like everybody else, but I'm the only guy, including Mike Green. I could be the first to admit this, that graduated from just a sports guy to a regular member of the cast. I was on all four hours, and they involved me. I mean, I got involved in conversations with Tim Russert, believe it or not. But once in a while, they would ask me to leave because there was not a lot of room inside the studio. Somebody needed my seat. So one morning, McCain sits in my seat in the studio with, with uh, Don and Charles, you know. And he has his coffee. So I guess when he was in Vietnam...
2: They, um, they, they you know, broke oh. every bone. Oh, uh, now I, rem- I think I remember this. Because now I'm, gonna, I'm looking at your face and it's not going to be... <laughs> well, you're not going to stop telling the story now. No, I, have so to,
1: you... <laughs> I should stop, but... No, so, no, yes, but, they, but you're not going <laughs> to... They broke every... And By the way, him and I were good buddies. You know, when I got suspended after the Republican National Convention with the Bushes, it was because the night before... I partied all night with Norm Coleman, Saxby, Chambliss, and I did shots, believe it or not, with John and Cindy McCain. You know, that's that's true, by the way, yeah. at, at Cipriani's. So they, they broke like every bone in his hand. So he would drink, you know, he couldn't really hold stuff, John. Yes. Yeah. So he would drink his coffee and, you know, stuff would would spill, you know. So he leaves the studio, and I come into the studio with Don and Charles, and there's coffee all over my desk, you know. And I sit down, and I'm just like, oh, what what's with your face? What, what, what is it? I go, I don't get it. Why does this dumb bastard come in every time and smoke coffee all over my truck? So now I've now I've called a war hero a dumb bastard, which is bad enough. Then I got to be explained to by Charles, by I'm missing.
2: Oh, you you really are a war <laughs> I <broke> every- <laughs> think I remember Charles's face. He was, Charles was, was like, Oh my God! And he leaned over, started. Do you know what happened to him? And I'm like, no. Cindy. What happened? What 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 could possibly be his excuse? Every time he comes in, he's
1: supposed to me. every time. What could possibly have happened?
2: Is <laughs> <laughs> that a POW case, you can't dummy. <laughs> Bro, I why, felt why does he keep spilling coffee? I I oh. felt
1: so bad after oh my God. I must apologize to John a thousand times. I'm like, oh Mr. McCain, I'm really sorry, you hey, know.
2: My friend, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay.
1: I mean at least I didn't say he wasn't a war hero like Trump that dumb bats. I'm done with Trump. That's it, he's an idiot. God.
2: Uh, the that's vetting over. I'm telling the vetting process for you is gonna be phenomenal. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> what is his hand shake I don't even get this. Come on. You can't even sit in this
1: chair. Oh, God. <laughs> now that you brought brought up, it's, it was really a very embarrassing moment.
2: i <laughs> to right. take that one back, too. They, uh,
1: they mount. They mount. These moments, they keep mounting over the years. Yeah,
2: yeah. they seem to.
1: <laughs> yeah. one eight hundred eight four eight wabc one eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. 9222 Well, it's, uh, it's always fun to... Um, Make fun of dead war heroes. <laughs> well, uh,
2: I'm <This> in reminiscing. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll come back and wrap up this uh, election day Wednesday show on ABC. Right, <laughs> God Yay! rest rest in peace, Don McCain. And run.
14: Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red
0: Apple Podcast Network.
1: We got, oh, the show's over, that's it? People want more of me. They keep saying, don't go off the air, please, stay on. Brian Kilmeade just invited me to come back on his Fox News show on Saturday Night One Nation because I guess he likes me and I have nice jackets. Hey, you were great today, Lewis. Really, very funny. I mean, really, very, very funny stuff. Uh, Phil Macedonia, Justin Ellick, Frankie Diaz, Deb Valentine, great stuff today. Breaking news, I love that. Noam Layden loves that. All of our guests today, which included... Frank Marano, Laura Corin, Bo Deedle twice, Nicole Maliotakis, Peter King, and my mother. Tomorrow, Bill O'Reilly and Woody Giuliani. My big dinner coming up tomorrow night with Mayor Eric Adams. I need advice from Giuliani. He'll be on tomorrow with Bill O'Reilly. We're done for it today until 6 a.m. tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. Good night, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry, don't be late. I be
17: right. Tax day is coming. Oh, no.